what I'm saying? So I'm just... I got you. Yeah. I, I don't know why you comb me in your beard because no one's going to see this. I get it, you know, but I feel it <laughs> napping up on me. And I was just like, I got to do something about it. Okay. And let the follicles follic. Follicles follic. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Yeah. That just happened. That just happened. That just happened. That just happened. Yeah. I let the follicles follic. I'm going to let the follicles follic, brother. Hey, I ain't got no complaints about that. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, a.k.a. Big T. And this is another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. <laughs> all that stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't wait till I fancy this shit up and get some, some actual sound effects and all that, you know. Me, 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 me. Yeah, all that jazzy stuff, you know, that people really find cute and uh, artsy and uh, professional. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, prolong this. I am going to introduce my next guest. Uh, A lot of people out there might already know this brother, and a lot of you might not, but focus of this is to introduce you guys to a uh to a new person in your life um ladies and gentlemen my next guest is a friend of mine's he's also a father he's a comedian actor content creator who recently recorded his first comedy special uh ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce my next guest Dwayne watts yeah i had my own claps what's up bro hey man it's long overdue bro yeah. Long overdue. Yeah. 97% my fault. We're going to go 99. It's all my fault. 99? No, we're going to go a whole hundred. It's my fault. Okay. On the delayed shit, but it's, it is. What, can I cuss? Yeah. All right, bet. Yeah, then it's, then it's whatever. Yeah. But what's up, though, man? Hey, first off, I want to say and just tell you, like, nigga, this shit dope. Like, I ain't even, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy as shit because you always, this phrase right here, I can't make this up. Mm hmm. I think it mean more to me than anybody else out here because coming up with you, growing up with you and shit, and you would tell us these stories, mm-hmm. these personal things that you say, and then you would always follow it up with, I can't make this shit up. I can't make this up. This is my life. And then you'll just go into it. So for you to turn that actually into a podcast and to a show, this shit is dope, man. Proud of you. Shit is like that, man. I'm happy. I, I appreciate it. No, no problems. I mean that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that people find joy out of my pain and misery. <laughs> See, and they always laugh. Even when I just said, and then she died. <laughs> That's so fucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was in my arms, right there. Yeah. Oh, what's up, though, bro? This is dope, man. Man, I want you to introduce yourself to my audience, man. All right, so what's up, man? Um, Dwayne Watts, 36. Um, I've been doing stand up for about 10 years now. Um. Father, uh, what else? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just a guy, man. I'm just a regular guy with dreams, man. I'm just finally, you know, not even finally, but I just took the chance to go ahead and just follow them shits. I mean, you know, man, I used to be in and out of some dumb shit all the time and, you know, walk around trying to figure out what my purpose was and the whole time while I'm doing all this craziness, I'm also making people laugh and, you know, joning and, you know, you know how that shit was when we was coming up, you know what it is. So, it's like, yeah, man, I finally just jumped off the porch and did it, and it stuck. 
and I'm really liking it. And not just the fact that I'm really liking it, but other people that don't know me are gravitating towards me, coming to my shows and, and really enjoying the shit I got to say. So I finally figured out what my purpose was. And now I'm, the, the, the gas is, the, the, the foot is on the gas and I'm gone all the way in. So it's no looking back right now. I'm just enjoying every moment of this shit right now. So I don't know, bro. I can't, I can't really call it. Everything is good when it comes to that. I mean, not everything is, you know what I'm saying, can be put into words. It's, that term is ineffable. So right now you just, you got the pieces in front of you and you trying to, you know, figure out what's the next step. Right, 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 you know? right, right. And that shit is a, it's a lot. It's it, not saying that it's not, that it's difficult, but <clears throat> it is if you don't surround yourself with the right people. So luckily for me, I started surrounding myself with the right people that's leading me in the direction of the goal that I'm trying to reach. And um, needless to say, I'm starting to see the the big picture or how, how what they say, seeing the uh, forest amongst the trees. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's it's starting to look real good right now. Can't really say too much on a couple of other projects that I got coming up because I don't like to say shit until it's all the way solidified. But I got some shit coming up, man, that's it's about to take everything to the next level. And honestly, I just can't wait. I honestly can't wait because it's long overdue. It's long overdue. And I finally felt, like I told you, I finally feel like this is my purpose. So now that that's, the, you know, now that I've figured that out, that's it. That's all I want to do right now. And then, you know, be a good dad and all that other shit. But for real, for real, these mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah. And just get get the content out and by any means necessary. And get out of my own way, too. Because sometimes it be me that be blocking my own shit. Be real with you. You blocking your own blessing? Yeah. Hell yeah. I blocked the shit out them jokes. <laughs> Okay, so you 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 matumboed your, your own blessing. Matumboed, Pro Bowl, offensive line tackle block them shits, man. Because I don't be real with you, bro. Sometimes you don't even realize the talent that you have, and everybody else in the world can tell you, "Hey, nigga, you this, you that, man. Hey, this is where you're supposed to be." But unless you believe it yourself, it's nothing. It's just words, and these can be the people, the closest people to you. You've told me these things years ago and I took it for what it was. Don't get me wrong. I didn't just dismiss what you were saying, but I didn't feel it. You know what I'm saying? Within myself, always felt like there had to be more, got to be more. I got to do something else, you know, and I kept studying, kept working on my craft, but I never felt like I achieved it until I just said, fuck it. Like literally one day I just said, fuck it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Whatever's meant for me is going to be for me. And that's just where I, that's my mentality now. So when I do hit this stage and when I do start writing my material, whatever, how I piece piece together what, what content I'm going to be putting out, I literally have a fucking in the back of my head that I click on. And once I click it on, then whatever y'all get is what y'all got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't overthink it no more because, man, I done talked myself out of some great jokes. I done talked to myself out of some good deals and some, and some, and some good – I done talked – yeah, I done talked myself out of a lot of things just out of fear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now that the fear is gone and I don't I don't care no more, everything's starting to open up and present itself in the right way. So I guess timing is everything as well, too, if you want to call it that. I don't think you have anything given to you or you, you know what I'm saying, create something, an opportunity or whatever until you're actually ready for it. So, I mean... From my perspective, that's what it seems like to me. Like, yeah, you might have messed up a deal, but you might have 
you know, been waiting on something else. I mean, that's a good way to look at it, but I mean, that's a perfect way to look at it. I mean, because what's, what's meant to be yours is going to be yours regardless. Yeah. But at the same token, like, nah, it could have been there a lot early. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't do this, if I didn't bullshit myself being on this side of it, then, you know, this probably could have achieved itself a lot earlier because my focus would have been more on this side than it was, you know, when I was out here, you know, doing all my dumb shit. So it's like... You saying that you could have been... I could have been way further in my career by now. Because I'll give you an example. Um, 2009, when I I started doing stand-up, when I started doing stand-up, for real, it was about 2009. And you remember when I was doing all them shows out Baltimore, Gaithersburg, and Glen Burnie and all that shit? I was yeah. always like once a month, doing these things once a month. Um, I had a good friend of mine when I was, this is when I was working at Bally's. I had a good friend of mine uh, named Wally that knew a comic out California. Um, I'm trying to remember Slim's name right now because he's, he's, he's a Gary. Uh, it's, with, it's, it's with going the T? Huh? No. Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, not with the T. Fuck you. No, not with, <laughs> nah, not with the T. Nah, I'm, I'm forgetting Gary Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill. Okay. That's a dude. funny dude. Um, funny as hell. He's from here, but he moved out to Cali and, and found his career right then and there. They always tell you, you know, what I'm saying you, you're not going to get discovered here. You know what I mean? That's what they say in the business. DC is is a, a DC Maryland. This whole DMV area. When it comes to the stand up comedy scene, we are we we create some monsters. But the problem is, is that you technically won't get to where you want to be staying here. At least that's what they say, mm-hmm. that you won't get where you want to be staying here. You got to either head to New York if you just want to do strictly stand-up. You head to New York. Or if you want to get your acting chops in and do the stand-up, you go to California. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 2009, he was in California. And he reached out to Gary. Gary told him what was what. And he was like, hey, man, if you need want to come down and get a visit, you know, he can come crash at my spot and we can stay a week and I can get him into this junk. Set me up on everything. Everything. And I didn't go. And the reason I didn't go is um, not to blame it on no feet, no woman or whatever, but, you know, um, I was with Crystal at the time. Mm-hmm. And Vinny... My son was just conceived. If we, if we was just conceived not too long ago. So she, I think she was maybe like two, two months pregnant when I finally get a call to say, man, come down to LA and stay for some time. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't just up and damn leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't have my father coming up. So I'd be damned if I'm going to leave my, you know what I'm saying? Leave my pregnant girl at the time to go pursue my dream, mm-hmm. which sounds crazy now. But, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't just going to be that guy. So I put that on the back burner, and I just tried to build up what I was doing here. But at the same time, my focus was just more on being a father and learning how to do it, you know what I mean, and stay on that point. So that opportunity was missed. But if I wasn't dating, you know what I'm saying, being with her at that time, if I was single and that opportunity arose, I would have dipped. And who knows what would have happened by then, you know what I'm saying? But, again, it all goes back to what we were talking about with timing. But I, I honestly believe if certain things wasn't in the way, I probably would have been a lot further on in my career. If I, you know, yeah, I would have been a lot further on. So is that why you beat Vinny the way you do? Because you resent him from slowing down your comedy career? I didn't know we were going to talk about this <laughs> on the air. But, yes, I fuck him up all the time because I, I, I told him. I told him. That could have been me. <laughs> that could have been me in that motherfucking movie. But nah. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to camp him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You couldn't wait eight months. Oh, mm-hmm. I gave her 300. She bought some shoes. 
Damn. <laughs> I'm playing, y'all. I'm playing like. Oh, is he? I love my children. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> what was your first uh, stand up performance? Like, legit stand up performance? Like, was it a talent show? Was it five minutes at an open mic? Um, and how was the experience also? First show, Glen Burnie. August? When did I move back from from Norfolk to here? Because you remember I was living in Norfolk. And the 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 summer that I moved back, I want to say a week and a half after I moved here, moved back home, I hit the stage. Uh, Glen Burnie, I want to say August, September. No, September. Right around September 3rd or some shit like that. <clears throat> I got on stage and I did about, I think maybe five five minutes worth of shit. Mm-hmm. And you never know about time until you, till it's like put in front of you like this, like five minutes is forever when you're on stage looking at complete strangers and trying to convince them that you're funny. It's the longest five minutes of your life. It's torture when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So that sat in the back of my mind. So when I find, when they told me, Hey, yeah, you can go, man, that whole week I was prepping. I was writing jokes. I didn't know how to write, but I was just like, hey, this sounds funny. So I was just writing the shit down, whoop, whoop. And then whatever was in my head, I practiced. You know what I mean? So whatever movements, I made sure I looked in the mirror. Bloop, whoop. I still remember some of the jokes now. You know what I mean? But boom, boom. And looking at them, I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So when they called my name and I went up on stage, I killed. Like, I killed my little time. I think it was five minutes. I think I went over. But they didn't mind because it was funny. And uh, when I got off, uh, the dude, the host at the time was Howard G. That's the kiss my bumper dude. Yeah. 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 Howard G. And he pulled me backstage and he was like, hey, man, so this your first time doing stand up? I was like, yeah. He said, you lying to me. I said, no, I'm really not. He's like, this is your very first time. I said, yes. He was like, man, you, you sounded like a vet out there, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. So I was like, all right, bet. But yeah, man, it was, it was terrifying. It, my heart, you could hear my heart beating. I was sweating. Everywhere, and I didn't even know the back of my knees could sweat, but them bitches were sweating right then and there. You hear me? Mm-hmm. And um, I did my set. I did my. I did. I got off, and bro, it was the the high, the high that I got, the satisfaction that I felt. It was a rush that I couldn't. Exp- I, I still can't explain to this day, bro. I really can't. But anytime I get on stage, I feel that same thing. It's like what well, opioids do to white people. You know it's dangerous, but you you want that high. Mm-hmm. So that joint is what it is for me. It's a it's a good old fashioned high that I seek every time when I get on stage, bro. And I get it every I, every time I get it. So that feeling, that feeling, um, that very first one was just like, okay, they didn't boo me. I'm good. We in here. This is what I want. So yeah, I stayed on it. But what they didn't tell you, or what I didn't know at that time, I didn't have no no comedian friends at that time. <clears throat> So this particular show that I was on, they do it once a month. So I would just come back once a month. I didn't know about heading over to these open mics over here and working on my craft and whatever, whatever. My whole goal was never give them the same joke twice when I first started, which is stupid now. But back then, never give them the same joke twice. So 
fine. The next show ain't but 30 days away. All right, cool. I'll write some brand new shit. And so when I come back, give them the brand new shit. Did the same thing. So I want to say for the first four months of me doing stand-up, which is only technically four shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> technically four shows. But yeah. every but the first four months of me doing stand-up, I was killing. Killing them. Couldn't tell me shit. Fucking Glenn Bernie up. It got to the point that by month five or the fifth show, I had a small following because they had a consistent crowd of people that always came out and supported. And after month three, when they realized I was coming in to, to on the show, it would be people like, oh, you here? Oh, yeah, he was here on the last one. Oh, yeah, he about to be funny. So your head get a little big, right? Mm-hmm. Head get a big, head get big. Man, month six come in, bro. How did you get your head through the door? Ah, that's that's a great, <laughs> great goddamn question. If y'all could see <laughs> the shape of my head, you will understand why he's laughing as hard as he is. But um, real talk. Like, nah, I got a little big headed, got a little cocky because I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, I know what the fuck I'm doing. So that next 30 days for this for the sixth show, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck that. They ain't heard that. I'm I'm not going, I'm not doing all that. They gonna get what I gave them last month. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I was like, man, I'm gonna just give them what I'm gonna give them last month. That shit killed. I ain't gotta write nothing new. And be honest with you, it wasn't, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cockiness and laziness at the time. Cause I just wasn't thinking. I just didn't feel like writing no, no new shit. Shit gets stressful. The shit gets stressful. And, you know, I'll expound upon that uh, after this story. So don't let me forget it. Okay. But, um, yeah, it got stressful. So I was like, man, fuck that, man. I'm gonna just give him what I gave him last month. That shit killed. I'm going whoop de boop. So same energy going to the show, thinking everything's sweet. Ran into my first set of problems. The person that was on before me was a guy that came in and he looked like he had a gimmick because he came in with some overalls with no shirt on up under it, looking like a real country strong bumpkin looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And he went on and did his show. I want to say you was there this night. I don't know if you was there. I, I remember it's one of them Glenn Burney shows. I think it was you, Bird, Aaron came out to the jump. And you remember when the dude, uh, Told the to, um asked the uh woman in the audience if she ever sucked dick for weed. Was you there for that one? You asked me to remember another comics bit from No, no, no. It wasn't a comic. No, I mean ago. it's not the bit. It's not the, it was the host, but when he asked her it, when he asked her the question. The host was uh the kiss my bumper dude. Yeah, but Ricky yeah. shot no, it was all right, so look, fuck it. Let me just see if I can jog your memory because I think you were there. But if if you wasn't, then just check it out. Yeah. So um <clears throat> Um, so like I said, this particular night, dude with the, with the overalls, he got on stage and when they gave him the mic, he took the mic and he started doing his bit, but he sounded like he was slow. So he was like, and you know, because he had the overalls on and you know, little, he started talking and people started laughing because they thought it was a part of the bit, but you can only do those type of jokes for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So now people starting to get, you know, about a minute and a half into a set, people are now like getting tired of this joke mm-hmm. and they want him to move on. But he doesn't know that. And the reason why he don't know and the reason why nobody else knows what's going on is because no one paid attention to his ear. This man got a hearing aid on. I don't know who bet him to come on stage and tell jokes as a deaf man, <laughs> but I'm sure he couldn't hear himself because if he did, he probably would stop. He really was like, I am my owner, talking about me, 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 and he didn't. And like I said, people was laughing in the beginning, like, oh shit. So I think he see people laughing. He just keeps going. 
But after a while, people's like, all right, now that's mean. Now you're being mean. But nobody saw his hearing aid. So they started booing him. He didn't hear it, obviously. So he kept going. They had the Sandman Sims dudes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get dude off the stage and pulled them off. So when they pulled them off, that's when they saw the spotlight hit his ear. And that's when they saw the hearing aid. And it was like, oh shit, he deaf? What the fuck? Like, and now everybody, you know, if you a host and you run, you know, and you season, you can make a whole bunch of jokes off that. Mm-hmm. So that's what Ricky did. Ricky Shockerford was the host. Shockerford was the host at the time. So he did that. He made some jokes, woo, 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 got the crowd back into it. And he about to bring me up. Something happens though. He goes in the crowd and he starts doing crowd work. And he see this lady in the audience and he said, ma'am, have you ever smoked weed? And she was like, yes. And he was like, all right. Have you ever sucked dick for weed? And before she could answer, a dude stood up and was like, hey, man, what the fuck? (laughs) Dude was like, what the fuck? And the dude that said, what the fuck? You got to remember, this wasn't just a comedy show. This was an all-out talent show. Mm -hmm. So we had rappers there. Yeah. He was one of the rappers. <laughs> and the lady that he asked was his mama. <laughs> so the young, and this, oh, look, shit. he was one of these niggas that looked like what he rapped about. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, whatever he's talking about, whatever he said he did, he did that shit. You understand what I'm saying? So, so he said, man, what the fuck? Hey, nigga, that's my motherfucking mama. He said, hey, look, I understand, but you know your mother sucked dick before. That's how you got here. So he, Man, 30 <laughs> niggas stood up. <laughs> 30 niggas stood up and was about to set the whole thing off. Nigga, everybody looking. It got quiet. The whole vibe changed. Security came out, cleared these niggas out, got them up out of there. And it went from having maybe about 40 people, maybe 50 people in the audience to about a hot 12. Mm. That quick. Now everybody looking weird. The vibe is off. I don't know what to fucking do. Nobody else know what to do, but Ricky goes this. Whew. All right, y'all, from Washington, D.C., um, I'm just going to bring him out. Y'all just start clapping down for Dwayne Watts. Y'all, come on, Dwayne. All right. How y'all doing tonight? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, mind you, again, a month ago, this shit was killing. These jokes I'm about to tell, murdered. I go out the jump, and I'm start throwing out the, throwing out the gold. Boom. This is before you knew about improv? All of that. <laughs> I'm start throwing out the same jokes. Boom, boom, boom. That was smashing last month. I got nothing. <laughs> and the reason I got nothing is because the energy shifted. Mm-hmm. Nobody was, everybody still tripping off the fact that there was about to be a whole gang fight in the junk or the, you know, the host getting his ass beat. Like, I didn't have the experience of trying to bring these people back in and get them to pay attention to me. I didn't know that. I just figured they hear the material. They just going to stop busting out laughing. But the whole mood changed. It didn't work like that. No one laughed. In fact, I'd rather have gotten booed. <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather have gotten booed than to just hear the complete silence that I heard. I heard niggas eating, like literally chewing. <laughs> I heard fucking forks scraping up against the goddamn plate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> niggas over here talking about, hey, man, y'all ready to go? Like, I heard niggas ready to leave. <laughs> Turn. I heard like, niggas ready to like, leave, bro. Hold on, man. Could you come back here? Hold on, bro. Ain't, ain't nothing funny right now. I didn't. I didn't order this. Now niggas be like, yeah, then niggas want to talk Hold on, hold on. I thought we spent the check. I don't. So, but you left your car. Now there's a whole argument in the middle of my set, bro. I'm supposed to do ten minutes now because they done upped it. I didn't. I didn't came in five months in a row, killing. I'm actually requested at this particular point. Still not getting paid. Don't know nothing about money. I'm just doing it for the love. 
and I'm enjoying it. But God damn it, this is the first time that I'm bombing and I don't know how to handle the shit. So two minutes into a 10 minute set, I took myself off the motherfucking stage. I was like, yeah, you know what? This shit ain't going nowhere. So I'm about to go home, roll me up a blunt, smoke and try to figure out what the fuck went wrong. When I said that, that was the only laugh I got. Nigga was like, ha ha. I was like, bye, man. And he got off the fucking stage and walked the fuck off. The host looked at me. He went back on stage. He got the crowd back, whatever, whatever. Did his thing. And then (laughs) by this time, it went down to about 10 people. (laughs) And what let me know that I wasn't nowhere near seasoned yet is because the next comic that came up, her name was Pumpkin. She came out that motherfucker and ripped it. Ripped it. I mean, killed. Got all 12 people back in. Huddled them up and just... Chop, 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 broke it down, murdered, smashed that joint. I was sitting there like, oh, I got work to do. But I also bombed, and I didn't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. And no one told me, hey, man, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right, man. This is what happens. Nah, no one told me that. And I'm very sensitive about my shit. So (laughs) when when people didn't laugh, Nigga, I'm glad no one found a, found me near a bridge because I would have jumped. You know, I was ready. I I rather got punched in the face, and, and you know what I'm saying. Then they experienced that that type of pain again, bro. Like I stopped doing stand up. I want to say I didn't go for like two more months after that. Like I really decided to work on it and and and, and figure it out and see if this is what was for me. And I ended up performing again. You know, spot time here and there. But that one moment shook me so bad. That there be times, you know, I'm admitted to today. Today you're gonna get the truth. Cause I think, yeah. Alright, so you remember that time? Okay. Yeah, you about to hear. So you remember that one time you heard about me doing a show and right before I left out the show, I shitted on myself and I couldn't go? No. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so I was supposed to do a show. I'm Baltimore. <laughs> I was supposed to do a show out Baltimore, y'all. <clears throat> and um my cousins and everybody was coming, coming to the show. They like, all right, Wayne, they deep. Okay. But I'm still thinking about that last bomb I did. And I was like, man, if my whole family come out here and see me suck, bro, I'm gonna be upset. So this was your your um seventh your, your interest time. back. Back to the stage? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back after the bomb. Okay. All right? Back after the bomb. I got so nervous, I talked myself out of going into that show. But I already knew that if I would have told my cousin or anybody that was with me, like, man, I, I don't want to go. I'm just too nervous. They would have did what they normally do, which is, man, shut that shit up, man. You meant, like, they would have encouraged me, hype me up. And that ain't what I wanted. I just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> You know what I mean? I wanted to be left alone and mob, you know, wobbling my own bullshit. I wanted, I didn't want to be bothered. I just wanted the motherfucker just sit here, not get on stage and embarrass myself in front of that many people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to come up with something extreme in order for them to be like, yeah, all right. So instead of just telling the truth and saying I'm nervous and I don't want to go and get encouragement and then end up performing anyway and probably doing good. I decided to embarrass myself all the way out in front of family and just be like, yeah, I can't go. What happened? 
kind of sharted, shitted on myself. I'm going to go back home. I can't really do it. What'd you say? Yeah, I shitted on myself. I can't go to the show. I shitted on myself. I got to change. I'm going home. See y'all. Y'all didn't buy tickets. The show was free. <laughs> I'm not going. I shitted on myself. Are you serious? They looking at me. I smell like cologne, nigga. I don't smell like I doo-dooed on myself at all. <laughs> but I convinced them. And like I said, that's why I said early in the interview, like sometimes I block my own blessings. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. This was one of them. I, I'd rather look at you in your face and say I shitted on myself than to just admit that I was just too pussy to go on stage because I didn't want to get booed again. You were shell shocked. It was a it was a mental block. You can't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to call it. No, I ain't going to say you want to call it that. That's exactly what it was. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to handle it. You know what I mean? So I'd rather embarrass myself in this manner with people that I am comfortable with than to do that in front of complete strangers again. I really had to learn how to get out of my own way and deal with that shit. And mm-hmm. it took me a minute. Um, and eventually I got over that and um, I ended up getting back on stage and, and start working it again. And then I've started getting private phone calls, people calling me to do their little house parties or little shit like that. And it was going good, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting no, I'm not saying I wasn't getting anywhere, but, you know, um, I had a family and I was still had my feet in the streets and it was too much going on. I had more you splitting yourself. Apart. Yeah, pretty much, bro. I was living two lives. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, and this side, the streets, I honestly, at that time frame, and you know, the streets was way more lucrative for me at that time. You know what I mean? I was doing a lot of sh- I was I was just into a lot of shit. So it was definitely way more lucrative for me over here getting money than focusing on these jokes right now. I got a kid. I got a family to support. And even though I got a job, I'm only making 12 an hour. Whereas, though, this is mm-hmm. supplementing everything at the time. So, um, yeah, my mindset wasn't sharp, man. I was, like I said, I was in my 20s, bro. I wouldn't think about nothing, bro. I had long hair, didn't care. Just getting money. And, yeah, I got this talent, but, you know, I know I can do it. So can't nobody sit there and take nothing away from me. Like, comedy wasn't my thing. It was just more so, at the time, it wasn't my thing. It was just more saying I wanted to look at my son in his face and my daughter. I wanted to look them both in their face and be like, whatever you dream, try it out. If it don't work, so what? You still better than the last motherfucker that told you you suck at it because they ain't even got the balls to go and do what you tried to do in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to at least be an example like that. I didn't know I was going to take it to where I'm taking it now. But at the time, that was my mindset. At least I tried. You know what I'm saying? So comedy wasn't at the top of the list for me. It was just something that I wanted to get out the way because everybody kept saying I was funny and I wanted to see if I could do it. And now that I know I can do it and I like doing it, it still wasn't a priority. You know what I'm saying? So it took me a minute to really get back on stage and focus on the jump. And then when Vinny was born, I took that whole year off. Like his first year of him being here, Mm -hmm. I did not perform at all. I didn't hit a stage at all until he turned one. And then when he turned one, that's when I did my first DVD. Uh, And what what was it called? Don't judge me. I think I still got one copy of it left. I did my masterpiece shit, nigga. I went in there but you know, I performed at a breast cancer awareness joint and turned it into my 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 first comedy little comedy special. Yeah, and um, you know, I always had a hustler's ambition, and uh, you know, I did it on my own on that one. Financed it, got my copies, double back, 
and, 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 you know, did what I did with it. And it was good. But like I said, that was the first show after my son was born. So it was new material. But when I watch it now, I go, ooh. Like, I was just watching that joint the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck was I on back then? <laughs> like, God. Are you talking about the, the, the topic or the, the... Just the topic, the, my delivery, the shit I was talking about. I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow. I mean, at that point, you was how long into doing comedy? A year. But if we being fair, maybe about seven months, if you want to call it that. Like, the time, the accumulated time is far... Because remember, one show a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then sixth show, disaster. Seventh show didn't even happen. The eighth show, Jai happened. You know what I'm saying? It happened. And then Vinny, year off. Come back special. Just come out the gate with a special. So it was like, when I watch it now, I'm just like, damn, I did 30 minutes. But compared to what I can do now, I'm like, man, this shit was some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was just, you know, I was watching it the other day. And it's hard for me to look at shit that I do, period. Because I just be like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I overthink. I judge way too harsh on myself. I'm my own worst critic. I don't think you're the only person that does that. Oh, I know I'm not the only person that does that. But that's just how I, you know, that's what I was at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was just watching it the other day. And I was like, ugh. Oh my god! But then I was some jokes. I was like, "Oh man, I came up with that. I can still use that." Like, I mean, let me. I know how to. I know how to write now. Like, there's. I'm seasoned now. So I got certain jokes in that in that DVD that I'm like, hey, you know, it's it's about maybe 200 people that got this copy. Do you have a, a digital copy of it? I got the DVD somewhere. I don't have it you on. I want to upload that, bro. It's not. It's a, it's clips of the joint on uh YouTube. It's still clips on the joint on YouTube. I got some stuff that's on YouTube from 2009, 2010. You know what I'm saying? That if I want to pull up, I pull up just for nostalgic purposes because, you know, the shirts used to be big back in the day. Mm-hmm. The cell phone was on the belt clip, clip type yeah. joint. And, you know, I had hair. My hairline was intact. Um... And yeah, I, I look back at all them now and I just go like, man, that was a fucking time. So I'm like, where did I come? Like these were not saying these were generic jokes, but yeah, you could tell that there was a lot of progress from where I am now to what I, when I was looking at, I was just like, oh yeah, I done came up a long way, but this, yeah, it, it always gives me a refresher course. Like you could always be better. You know what I mean? But, um, like I said, to go back, uh, not, not to trail off again, but to go back to, um, what we was originally bringing up, like it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot for me, man. So once I finally got it together, I took that year off, got the DVD out. I was doing little private parties here and there because of the DVD. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once people bought it, they watched it. People laughed, gave me great feedback. And now they hired me to their cookouts. I'm starting to get work over here, over there, but I was, I hitting open mics or none. I didn't know nothing about none of that. So. I want to say around 2012, I just stopped performing, like, altogether. I didn't quit, but I wasn't being eager about it because, again, I was on this side, and I was having way more fun on this side, you know what I mean? So I stayed where I was at, got in trouble. That's when I started getting arrested for dumb, like, yeah, I, when I think about it now, I'd be like, dog, all the dumb shit, like, really? I was supposed to got this out the way between, if I was going to do the dumb shit, I was supposed to get it out the way between 16 and 21. 
You know what I'm saying? Not 26, 27, about to hit your 30s, and now you want to all of a sudden head up the upper Marlboro. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Misdemeanors, but still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still, like, these are agitating charges, though. Like, they still come up when I go to jobs now. They're like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, no, like, fuck. Like, what was I thinking about? But I was getting into this trouble, and then 2013 came along, and this is when I ran into Skip. Skip seen me when I did a show at Bobby Keys. If y'all know what Bobby Keys is, is when the, the harbor first opened up. That was where all of the entertainment was at, at Bobby Keys. It was right next to that, uh, what, what's that shit called? The, um, not the golden, um, the junk with the, uh, little, Cadillac Ranch. there we go, Cadillac Ranch. So it was, it was right next door to Cadillac Ranch. So Bobby Keys was there and Red Grant used to do an open mic over there, um, at Bobby Keys. So I got invited there one day when I, and I still got the video of that one though, when I did that show with Red Grant, I still got the video of that and I pulled that up. I got the digital copy for that one. So I'll pull that up for you later. Um, and I did that show. And Skip was there. When Skip saw me, he was like, hey, man, you funny, man. I'm Skip. And we introduced each other. I was like, all right, cool. And then after that, he would let me know, hey, I'm going to be at this spot, man. Come up over here. So I came up over there, and I go there, and I see him there. And he over here killing it, and he doing his thing. And I'm like, hey, man, he knowing people. He networking. At this time, I don't know about networking with nobody. I'm very uh, suspicious of people. I'm 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 open. I can hear you, mm-hmm. but you ain't about to be my mans in them. I got to fill you out first. You know what I'm saying? I got a very, I'm very cool. A lot of people might think I'm over friendly, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm very suspicious. I got levels to our friendships. It's, it's family and then it's associates. You know what I'm saying? It's friends and then it's associates. Family, friends, associates. If I consider you family, you don't even have to be my blood, but you know where you are. Like you family. That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? And then there's friends. And then there's associates. Associates, you never come to my house. You know what I'm saying? You won't know who my family is for real, for real, because I don't want you that close to me. But I'm not going to be a dick to you either. We might need business. We might work out on this level. But this is all where we're going to know each other from. It's from this and this only. And that's that. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> so I was very suspicious about, about, about a lot of things. So I didn't hang out with a lot of crowds. But Skip himself, man, he just... He just kept being 100. Like, it was just something that you, you just couldn't walk away from. So, again, I chose to be on this side instead of this side for a good while. And then 2014 is when everything changed. I ran into Skip at, uh, in New Carlton. His birthday is three days before mine, but I didn't know that at the time. So, he invited me to his little birthday uh party. And he was doing a wild and out theme birthday. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, he just wanted me to come, sit in the audience, laugh, whatever. So, I go, go to the little spot in New Carlton, man. And I'm just there to enjoy the show, Terrence. I'm not here to perform, do none of that shit. I'm just here to enjoy the show. As soon as I walk in the door, I say, Skip, what's going on, bro? Dab him up, whatever, whatever. The nigga tossed me a shirt. He said, hey, put this on. I'm like, oh, you giving out complimentary T-shirts? That's what's up. <laughs> he was like, nah, man, Dave Butler said he was he can't make it. So I need you to fill in for him. So, yeah, you're going to be on this team. Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> What you, what, you, what you mean? Be on this team. Yeah, you're going to be on this team, man. You're going to be on the white team, man. This is going to be a black team. B- bitch, I didn't say I wanted to perform. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to perform. Now my heart doing this. Because now I don't know nothing about no impromptu. I don't know nothing about what's about to happen, bro. Like, I'm, I watched Wildin' Out, but not to be a, to perform on that motherfucker, man. Slim. There's levels to that shit. Levels. I, so now my heart beating. I'm sweating. But it's time to go. 
camera, you know, show starts and I'm on the corner, I'm in the back end, trying to be seen, but not be seen. But I'm tall. I'm six three. Yeah. It's hard for me not to be seen. So um first couple jokes go in and next thing you know, I actually get comfortable. Then I started having fun. And it all just started flowing and I'm looking at myself like why haven't I been on stage this long like what the fuck is wrong with me like I'm legit having fun on this show I actually it was funny you know what I mean people liked it and then on top of that everybody that's on here I follow on Facebook because I want to you know I keep I kept my name in the scene even though I wasn't performing mm-hmm. I was following these people that were performing and I was like yeah these niggas is funny like damn and I finally get to meet them and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm tripping. I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't ever want to lose this feeling again. So when I got done, when the show was over, Skip dapped me up. He was like, bro, you was a lifesaver. You funny as hell. And he started quoting back certain jokes that I said. And I was like, oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, man. Hey, man, where, where you going to be at next time? I said, Skip, I'm going to be real with you, bro. I said, I've been, I've been doing my thing. And he knew what I meant by that shit. And I was like, I was not about to do stand-up no more, man. I said, I'm going to be very honest with you. This show just made me realize that this is what I've been missing. I said, I don't know. I don't have any comedy friends. I said, I don't know where things popping off at. I don't know nothing. But I said, wherever you go, I want to go. I said, wherever you going, I want to go. And he said, for real? I said, for real. Wherever you go, I want to go. Now, I said this shit in two, with, with two things going behind it. I said it because, A, I meant it. But B, I just wanted, it was a way of me saying thank you for allowing me this stage time. But I also called the bluff too. Cause I was like, I pulled a bluff on him. I was like, man, look, wherever you go, I want to go. And he was like, all right. And I was like, yeah, he ain't going to call. He ain't going to do none of that shit. He just, we just talking at this point. That was Friday. Monday, that nigga called my phone. He was like, what you doing? I said, shit in the house with the fam. You dressed? Uh, yeah, why wouldn't that be? All right, because I'm about to pull up in front of your house. We're about to head to this, uh, to the, to the Red Lounge. What, what time was this? This was about 7 30. That, that was like the equivalent of you up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Hit me with the you up text. So I was like, um, yeah. So I look at, look at Crystal and I'm like, um, I'm about to head to the Red Lounge and, uh, I guess tell some jokes. <laughs> she said, Okay. <laughs> Go tell some jokes. I said, all right, I'm going back to telling jokes. Okay. Hurry up. Go tell jokes. Get no. famous so you can get us out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I went and I didn't believe him, but he called, he boom, did it. And then he was on the grind. So he was going to jumps every day. And I'm thinking like, man, can I do Can I be leaving my family like this all the time? Hitting these open mics. I didn't know if it was the right thing to do or not. But, you know, I had encouragement. She she wasn't tripping. As long as I was just not in trouble, she was she was for it. So, you know, you know, shout out to to, to the baby moms for that. But um, yeah. you know, uh she was with it. So she didn't care. As long as I was just out here, you know, not getting in trouble, she was with it. So uh Skip Skip was a real one. Everywhere he went, he took me. And because he networked and knew a lot of people in the industry in the DMV area, uh, as far as stand up goes, he started introducing me and was just co-signing me. Like before niggas even heard me, before he even really heard me do stand up, he was co-signing. Nigga funny. 
Give them about two minutes of my time, two, three minutes, whoop de whoop, blah, 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 whoop de whoop. So, and, and then I got started doing it. I mean, I was trash in the beginning. Not even going to hold you because mm-hmm. I was nervous. But the more I did it, the more practice I got, the more stage time I got, the more I was able to work on my presence, the more I was able to learn about my cadences, the more I was able to really hear how I'm writing. And then I'm actually meeting comics who don't just want to criticize and do and, and, and just say, hey, man, you all right. Oh, man, that was none of that. These niggas actually want to help me because they see the potential in me. They see more in me than I saw in myself. And I didn't understand it, but I also didn't reject it either. So, you know, that's when the funny team came along. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Skip, Oral, Hilarious Omar, mm-hmm. and um, myself. And at the time, dude named Jamon, Jamon Darnell. Uh, it was five of us in the group. And we we uh we put ourselves together and we just decided, man, we're gonna work and we're gonna put in work and we're gonna hit the area and they're gonna we're gonna know our names. We're gonna be a group and they're gonna know our name. And um that's what it was. And the first time I ever did a show out of town was with these guys. Um the first time I really headlined a show was with these guys. And in a sense, so these guys have been my mentors and my brothers and helped me grow into what I'm becoming now in this game. And I'm forever grateful. So anytime anybody asks me about my stand-up career, technically I've been doing it for 10 years, but I didn't really get serious until about 2013, 2014. I didn't take it serious until that time. And it built itself into um, where I am now. And I've learned that bombing isn't the end of the world and that you're going to bomb from time to time. It's a part of the game. The goal is to not make bombing consistent. So you really got to work on your craft. You really got to know yourself. And then in knowing yourself, you'll, you'll start to tell your truth and learn how to be your, be as funny as you are with your private friends in public to complete strangers. If you catch my drift, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the hard part about comedy. A lot of people say, man, I'm funny. People come up to me all the fucking time, bro. Man, I'm thinking about doing that stand up shit and that shit irks my spirit every time somebody says some shit like that to me because a like it's not little it's nothing little about this shit don't think you can go up that motherfucker and get on this stage and then make these niggas that don't know you laugh like these niggas know you because you know why you're comfortable around them me and you turns bro we known each other since we was five we are comfortable with each other i can be myself in front of you and say some outlandish shit and you're going to laugh because you find it funny. But the reason you found it funny is because I was being myself and you, you heard it. You feel what I'm saying? Now take that same energy and do that shit with somebody that don't know you. You know how hard that is? It is hard as hell. It's not easy because they don't know how you talk. They don't know your mannerisms. They don't know what you're going through. You know what I'm going through. So when I hear these, when I tell you these I can't make these up type stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? You know it because you know what I'm going through. How can I tell that and make you laugh? If I can make you laugh that hard at it, my goal is to make them feel just as familiar. So basically, it's like this, man. When I'm on stage, I want you to think, I want you to feel like you're in my house, sitting in my living room, and I'm just talking shit to you, just like I'm doing right now. And it all flows in. That's the goal. That's the that's the level of comfort that I'm trying to achieve when I am on stage. And be honest with you, it's not easy to get that kind of comfort on there. Because why? Because again, you get on that stage and time time is your enemy and your friend if you know what you're doing. But in the beginning, when you don't know what you're doing, it's your enemy. Because you only got three to five minutes. 
to get your fucking point across. And you don't know what you're doing. That spotlight hits you. The music's off and everybody's quiet. And now they waiting on you. They waiting on you to make them make noise. And you talking, but you're saying you cussing every two seconds. Shit, motherfucker, shit. I'm going to give you some real signs real quick. If you want to know. If you ever want to know if a comic is is, a, is 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 bombing or he forgot what he said in the middle of a set and he's trying to remember what it is, he or she, when they go, man, shit crazy. When you hear shit crazy, well, motherfucking like, um, yeah, man. When you hear shit like that, they they trying to figure out what what what, what they about to say next. You 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 don't you you know what I'm saying you you it's I used to do that a lot. You know what I mean coming into the joint. So. If I'm doing it, I know you're you're going to do it too, and and you don't even know these people. So it is don't play with this. When you come in here, don't just think that you're going to uh, just come in here and just kill it like you're doing in front of your man's and them because your man's and them these are your man's and them you comfortable with them? They don't know you, bro. You feel what I'm saying? They don't know you. So allow them to know you. Be vulnerable. But that shit don't happen like that on, on when you get on stage, man. That's something that you eventually learn as you go. So basically, you saying that I mean from every I'm asking everything you said um up until now, you treated comedy like your side chick instead of your main chick. Mm. So, oh, man. you know what I'm saying? You you didn't you didn't reap the benefits of you know having a bottom bitch. So now you know what I'm saying. Pimp on pimping like you did. Now, now you playing you play catch up. Yeah, I'm playing catch up. You know I'm playing catch. Well, I'm not even playing catch up because I'm I don't caught the bitch now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't caught my lady at this particular point. This that she's no longer my side. Yeah, bitch. but this this isn't this isn't comedy from when you first started or when you was taking your break comedy has involved comedy has changed so the question is did you evolve to a point where you can match her fly and take her on the dance floor yeah yeah I did <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I did I'm sorry I smoke a lot of weed can you repeat the question again <laughs> repeat the question again you just saw what repeat that last question again so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking rude. I yeah. am. I'm sorry, bro. Um, basically, what I said was <laughs> that do you, do you feel as though you're at a point now that you can actually treat this shit and give it your all, like treat it with the respect it deserves? Because J- Jerry Seinfeld says something, not to give a white man credit in a black man's conversation right now, but he said something that, that stuck with me and I always thought was interesting. Um, he said, how however many years that you've been doing stand-up is how old you are in the comedy game. So, Ooh. You're, you're a 10-year-old. You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you put it in that perspective, yeah, yeah. But you look at what you was doing when you was 10. There's a certain level of responsibility that you got to take. There's certain things that you're you're aware of now. You know what's right and what's wrong by 10 years old. You know what I mean? So there's a certain level of accountability that you're supposed to have for yourself. So using that as a contrast to, you know what I'm saying, to the question to, to the question that you just gave me. Yeah, no, nah, I treat this the, the respect level that I have for this for this craft now is is I res- I mean, 
I'm think, trying to think of an analogy, but I'm not. I respect it. Mm. I respect it. I know it's my purpose now. So I give it my all. I don't half-ass it. I don't half-ass this thing at all. Like, I take this thing super serious. Like, dude, I study. When I say I study, I study. I sit here and I read books. I've went to, I've taken improv classes. I've had no private lessons because you can't really teach comedy, but you can teach um, how to set up the joke, how to build, how to use your body as the punchline. You know what I mean? How to how to talk. All great orators have cadences when they speak. Everybody that, that, that you, all prolific speakers have a certain way that they talk that grabs your attention and that forces you to hear what they got to say. I study that shit. Um, for example, I, I, I give you an example on how I study. Um, I was watching Chris Rock Tambourine the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, be, and you personally know what I'm going through personally. So that special, even though that was 2018, relates to me more now than it did when it first came out. You, have you seen Tambourine? Yeah. All right. So it relates to me more now than it did when it first came out. But anytime I watch a stand-up special, I watch it three times. The first time, I take comedy all the way out of it. I don't I don't even act like I'm a stand-up comic. I just watch it as a fan. Like, I genuinely am a fan first. So I love to laugh, period. So I watch it as that. The second time I watch it, I watch it as I'm, I'm listening. I'm not paying attention to the stage. I'm not paying. I'm, I'm paying attention to what he's saying, what he or she is saying. Let me take that back because I'm acting like I don't have any female comics that are my heroes as well. You know, but um, I listen to what he or she says and how they said it. How did they put this together? And oh, please don't give me the good old classic wraparound or, 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 the, or the callback. Basically, mm-hmm. what the callback is, and you know what a callback is, yeah. is, you know, you talk about this, boom, then at the end of the show, it come back. Like, it all come full circle. Like, that is genius type shit to me when you can do that. And I listen for all of that. I listen to the cues. I listen to the pitches. I, I pay attention all the way to it. And then the third time I'm watching it, I'm looking at the stage presence. What is keeping these motherfuckers focused on you? What are you doing? Like, for example, with Chris Rock, Chris Rock constantly moves. He never really sits still in one place. I'm talking to you like this. Everybody got the, 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 what he was doing and shit. He's going from here to here to here to here to here. He's keeping you focused on him the whole time. I remember he made a quote. He said a quote one time. He said, my goal as a stand-up comic is to keep you focused on me at all times. I don't care if a fire had started burning the balcony and a masked gunman was downstairs shooting everybody in the third or fourth row. If you're in the first row and you're not paying attention to me while all that's going on, I have failed. And I was like, that's a lot, Chris. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. I mean, you're asking a lot right there. You're putting a lot on yourself on that. But I get where he's coming from with that. So I take all of that and I don't um necessarily put it towards anything like no and i'm not saying necessarily i don't use none of that and then try to see what i saw them do and then steal it and use it as myself i use it as examples on how i would want to you know what i'm saying create what they're given and what i noticed is at the end of the day they're telling their truth they're telling their truth no matter what the subject is, it's their truth. And that's what stand-up comedy is. Every joke has been told, bro. 
every joke has been told twice over. It's just what is your perspective of this particular said subject? You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But every joke been told. It's just this is my version of it. You know what I mean? This is my perspective. This is how I see the world or I see the subject. This is how I see it. And this is my interpretation of it. So um, <clears throat> to really, uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that, that's how I look at it. And that's how I study. And that's what gets me to write. That's what gets me to practice and hit these stages because I want to see if this shit is funniest to the other people as it is to me. You know what I mean? I, every joke that you ever hear me tell on stage if I haven't bust out laughing at it by myself, then it won't, you won't hear it. That's how much faith I have in my shit. If I don't laugh at it, it's not funny. It's, it won't make the stage. Cause I don't believe in forcing anything. I'm not about to force these jokes down because, Oh, the subject makes sense. And I know I got a cheesy punchline behind it, but if I ain't really laugh at it, if I go, <laughs> then no, nah, it, it probably won't hit the stage. I might have to tweak it. I might have to really work on it. But if that joke got me waking up in the middle of the night and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, that you're going to hear about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like with, with the album coming up, the shit that's on that album, you're going to hear the, the nigga. That's I, what that nigga Kevin say when he leave out the drive through. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's diabetes, man. <laughs> it's diabetes. It's diabetes. So, <laughs> so um, who, who are some of your influences? Oh, man, shit. George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Wanda Sykes, uh, Gilda Radner, um, Robin Williams, uh, shit. Uh, of course, Chappelle, the Rock Brothers, Tony and Chris, you know what I'm saying? And even their, even their younger brother, Jordan, beast, beast. Jordan Rock is a beast. Um, who else? Uh, local comics, man. Uh, my, my brother, King Tink. My sister, Paris Sache, Ty Davis. You know what I'm saying? You know Ty. That's my sister. Um, love her. Uh, shit. Skip. My, everybody in my funny team. Um, Bruh, pretty, pretty comedy. Comedy itself. If it's funny, I respect it and I pay attention. That's pretty much what it is, man. Comedy itself is what I, what I pay attention to. I don't... I don't... Uh, I mean, of course, you know... Bill Cosby, like I, to me, I consider myself a storyteller, and Bill Cosby is like one of the greatest storytellers of all time. So um, I, I definitely pay attention to him. I love, I love him. I don't love what he's done and got accused of, but the jokes, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and there's others, man. Robert Hurst, Red, uh, uh, Red Grant, Red Fox. I mean, shit, Red Fox got one of the best openers I ever heard in my life. Niggas, the app it was one off of one of his comedy albums. I'm trying to think of what the name of the album was, but the first joke was, "Hey, <clears throat> what if the Pilgrims ate cat instead of a turkey? Will we be eating pussy for Thanksgiving?" That was the first joke. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, he was a different animal. <laughs> you see, if if Pilgrims chose to eat cat. Instead of turkey, will we be eating pussy for Thanksgiving? Nigga, I was done. I was, man, you couldn't tell me. That's, that's sim- simple. It's just so fucking simple, bro. Those jokes are simple as hell, but they, they last because it, it hits the mark. It hits the mark. And I don't, I don't need to be uber personal in my shit because as a, as you know me personally, I'm a silly nigga in general. 
So it's like, I don't try too hard. I don't try to do more than what I need to. I, I know I, I can never be Dave Chappelle. I can never be Kevin Hart. I can never be Red Fox. I can never be Wanda Sykes. I can never be Ty. I can never be nobody else. I can only be me. I can just use what they're doing as a inspiration to uh, go harder than what I think I'm at. So whatever level I think I am, all right, no, it's no time to be complacent. It's time to go a little harder. You know what I'm saying? It's time to challenge yourself more. It's time to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, nigga, is this, this, is, this is what you want? You know what I mean? Is this who you're supposed to be around? And, and, and be honest with you, ever since I adopted that mentality, the doors have opened. I've been running into people. You know what I'm saying? I've been meeting my idols. I've met Chris Tucker. I've met George Lopez. I met Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Briefly. Mm-hmm. But I met him. Um, I was at his Mark Twain, uh, about the DC improv. I was, I was at the improv that night. You know what I mean? I know a lot of, you know, the, the niggas like Tony Woods, you know what I'm saying? The OG. He's been all over the world. It's Dave Chappelle's mentor. You know what I'm saying? But I know him. I have him in my phone. I can call Tony, you know what I'm saying? And bounce out. And that's only because it's out of respect. You know what I mean? It's out of just, it's, it's, it's networking. I wouldn't, man, these guys are celebrities in my eyes, but. I'm on first name basis with him. You know what I mean? And it's it's still kind of trippy. It still weirds me out from time to time that I'm a, I'm a lot further than when I was when I first started in this game. And it trips me out more that my peers respect me. And then that's all I care. I don't, the money, if it comes, it comes. All I care about is the respect. Don't shit on my pen. You feel what I'm saying? When I write, I write. I don't steal. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, stealing is just a, uh, I don't have nobody right for me. None of that shit. Period. I come up with my shit and there's maybe about a handful of comics that I trust that I'll call, hey, you think this funny? And then I'll tell them and they'll give me their feedback. If it's funny, cool. If it's not, they'll tell me. Or if they say, hey, look, what about this? How about you change this from this to this? And if it hit, I'm going to take it. And I have no problem saying, oh yeah, my man Tink helped me out with that. I like, I don't got no problem with that, but you'd be surprised how many comics call my phone, hit my DMs. Hey man, I'm trying to, can you write for me or can you do this and can you do that? And I'm like, I can, but I'm not. I'd rather show you, you know what I'm saying? Just come, let's just pull up on me, bro. Like, I don't have no problem. They don't, they don't want a tagline. They want, they want you to write there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people just want me to flat out write for them. And, you know, I'll charge them. Don't get me wrong. I'll take some writing shit in a heartbeat. But if I fuck with you, I'm not going to make you do that. I'm not going to do that. Because, you know, I didn't, no one charged me. You know what I'm saying? Not saying, like, no one charged me to give me the info that they gave me. It was free game. So I'm going to give you free game as well. But, you know, I'm just not going to give it out willy nilly. You know what I'm saying? I got to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? There got to be something about you that, 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 that make me go like, oh, all right, fine. I, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Cause I don't do that with everybody. But if I see some potential in you, and like I said, you, you show me love, you show me that, you show me that you fuck with me in whatever way, then yeah, I don't mind looking out because I didn't expect you to fuck with me in the first place. I don't ever think I'm, my head is not that big in comedy. Period. I don't think I'm better than anybody. Even if, and I'm lying. I'm lying like shit. I do think I'm better than motherfuckers. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is a single man sport. This is like tennis. I'm very confident. Yeah, I'm very confident in my shit, but I'm humble enough to to understand that I'm not the baddest motherfucker around here. You gotta be confident to walk around with that hairline. Mm hmm. Yes, indeed. (laughs) And you gotta be confident to walk around with no neck. 
It's amazing <laughs> how that head just sit on them shoulders. It's, it's got the nerve to have a beard. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, oh. oh, right. This is weird. It's like his beard is a neck brace. Y'all don't see what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is real shit. It's like I don't, I don't walk around like I'm, I'm better than nobody when it comes to this. But when it comes to my pen. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying a lot of people can fuck with me, but respect my pen. That's all I ask. Hey. I treat this shit like rap. Respect my pen. Hey, man. Uh, kudos to you. And, you know, all I can say is that at the end of the day, you wouldn't be where you at or you wouldn't be surrounded by the people that fuck with you or govern you or hold you a high regards if you weren't doing respectable things or you know what I'm saying, of a certain class. Yeah, no, you know it went, yeah, it went no, no one can approach you and say, hey, man, I heard you, I heard your shit, and, and you some garbage. They can either say, they can either give you praise or, or say nothing at all. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I refer you not to say shit to me if you don't fuck with it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just for my ego. I don't mind, I'm, I'm, I don't mind criticism. It comes with that because I'm not going to be funny to everybody. And that's one thing I learned real quick. Like everybody's not going to find me funny. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, be, uh, everybody's cup of tea from time to time. What I like to be, I mean, hell yeah, but I know I'm not. So I don't, I don't hold that to that, to that degree. But for the people that do find me funny and that do love me and I, and, and be honest with you, it's a lot more than I even anticipated that fuck with me heavy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got a real fan base, and I it still kind of blows my mind when I think about it because you know when I did my special, you know what I mean. Like I released the tickets for that show August twenty eighth. The show sold out September tenth, mind you. It was two shows, a seven o'clock and a ten o'clock. Both shows sold out within a week, two weeks after I uh, goddamn released the tickets. The show wasn't until October. Sold out in September. Like, do you understand how humbled I was after that, bro? I was like, damn, people really fuck with me, man. Like, I sometimes I get surprised by it, bro, because you know I've always sit there and think to myself. I look at where I'm at, and I'm like, man, I could be so, much, I could be, I could be further. And sometimes you just gotta appreciate where you are. You gotta appreciate the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta sit in it, and you gotta go like, it's good to want more, but don't want it so much with you that you can't see what's in front of you that you can't see what you have right now. Like gratitude is a motherfucker. Gratitude for me is hard to accept. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to show gratitude. I'm learning that now. You know what I'm saying? About gratitude. You know what I mean? I'm learning about just appreciating what I have as opposed to just being upset that I don't have what I want. You know what I mean? And it is this, I mean, be honest, like I said, you, you know, be honest with you, what I've been going through within the last two years really made me personally really made me sit down and look at myself mm. and, and look in the mirror and be like, you know, what type of person are you? What type of person do you really want to be? Nigga, you, you, you know, you was in the streets, but you're not a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? The shit that you was involved in, be honest with you, you knew good and goddamn well, you ain't had no business being in it, but you made your choices. You know what I mean? You made your bed. And it's like, you got a chance to get out of it. Like, God been talking to you, and you just been winning in out the other. And now he made you sit the fuck down. Like, you got no choice but to sit down and, 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 and live in this shit that you made. So, 
how are you going to get out of it? You're going to stay here? Are you going to place blame? Are you going to blame the whole world for what you're going through? Or are you going to take this experience, really learn from it, and then use that in the gift that God gave you? And how can you express yourself and let the world understand what you went through is what you went through, but it ain't it ain't the end of you. You know what I mean? How can you build off that? And that's what I did. I figured that shit out. And it took my writing to another level. It took my spirituality to another level. It took me, I never believed in meditation. I never even thought about chakras and all that shit. But when I went through what I went through, I was online looking that shit up. I was sitting out back in grandma's yard with some fucking quartz crystals <laughs> in the middle of the fucking day, just looking stupid. Your mother come out, take out the trash. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Miss Bay. I be saying that bitch, and I'm y'all ready to get Keon out that motherfucker. Cause dog, it I had to. I had to strip my I had to strip my the old me had to die. You know what I'm saying? In order for the me to the, the person that you're talking to now to to flourish and do what he's doing. You know what I mean? You know, so you know, I, I it's 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 an um like I said, this whole experience is humbling, but I know it ain't the end. I know, I know I got so much more to do and I'm achieving it. And it's like I said, it's just the things that are just clicking for me is fucking crazy. It's still like melting my brain, but that same little bullshit ass excuse on what made me want to do comedy in the first place is now my kids see it. And now that they like Vinny, he doesn't, he, he, he tells me he want to be a stand up comic and I'd be trying to like, don't you want to do something science or whatever the fuck else? But dog, that just lets you know that what I'm doing is 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 big. It's bigger than me. And I got people paying attention. Not famous, non-famous, but like my son pays attention. And he sees that long as long as you whatever you want to do, long as you take it serious and you want hunted into it, it could work out for you. You know what I'm saying? And he so whatever he wants to do in his life, he knows that at least if he tries, it might hit and it might work. And that was all I wanted to get my point across with him and his sister in the first place. You know what I'm saying? But for him to be like, I want to be, I want to, you know, I want to do stand up. I think I'm funny and then actually be funny. Like I told you what he said about the Iron Man helmet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, sh- that was him. Yeah. That was all him, man. So, I mean, it, it sounds like regardless to, you know, what his, 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 uh, daily influences is, He's gonna want to imitate you because you've been around. So you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm his hero, bro. Like yeah. real talk, I'm his hero, and it's crazy because every every young man their their first hero is going to be their father. But you know, I came up in a generation where that was supposed to be, but we didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? My father wasn't around, and a lot of other people wasn't around. Like we came up in some really fucked up ass situations, and it made us live how we lived. We took our circumstances and we, you know, we didn't make excuses. We just, we, we just had to figure a lot of shit out on our own. You know what I'm saying? And I was one of them, but what I won't do is allow my son to try to figure anything on his own. You know what I mean? Without me to bear to like, like if he, if, if he figures something out on his own, that's because I decided to let him learn that shit on his own. You feel what I mean? I, not because I wasn't there or I'm not around or because of a decision that I made got me locked up for a certain amount of time and I can't beat it. You feel what I'm saying? Whereas though, I'm here. And if I choose to do something about it, I will. But if I don't, I don't. It is what it is. So that's why, you know what I mean? That's why I stand with the shit. So, um, the point is that he looks up to me and I know it 
So I got to do better. I got to make sure I'm better at, at, at the blueprint that I'm trying to set for him because I didn't have one. You know what I mean? So I'm just going off the cuff. But I think I'm doing all right. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I think I'm okay. He you still know? got all his fingers and toes. Yeah, his you know teeth still put together. Thank God he got his mother mouth. Um, because you know mine's all fucked up. So I don't, I don't, you know, he got that and his sense of humor, it, like I said, it's through the roof. The dude is funny. He gets on my nerves sometimes. He be trying new jokes out with me, and I'm like, no. I don't want to hear that shit today, but I don't care. Dad, you're fat and your hairline's gone. Let's talk about it. I'm like, no, you know, (laughs) get out of my room. You know, like get out, get out, man. It's 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 gonna be all right. Don't let it get to you. I can't, man. Look, it's it's a blessing, bro. It's 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 just a part of life. Yeah, you know that's that's exactly what it is. Like, um, the homeless guy that did your beard. I. You know, one of them things that happen, and you got to deal with it. Yeah, like man. what was his name, Greg? Greg, yeah, it was Greg. Yeah. That did my bed. Yeah, man. I heard that. Uh, they uh, they did test on him back in the day, and that's why he he does things with waffles and squirrels behind that building. When well, he was, when well, he was, listen. uh, he was tying his shoes, and then he was like, "You want to line up?" He was like, "Well, I'm broke." Um, <laughs> are your hands clean, Greg? Yeah. He's like, no. And I was like, fine. I don't care. You know. What is sterile? It was my urine. Well, but, I just want to sit here and just, for, for everybody that's that's listening to this podcast, I just want y'all to understand that what y'all witnessing is a miracle within itself because here's the missing link. We all know about Coco the gorilla that learned how to speak with sign language. And now we see Coco's son using four words. And giving off interviews, and I'm just proud of you, young. Nana, would you like Nana? But no, no banana. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They can't see this, but I love you. That's Kevin. That's not me. No, 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 no. Kevin's what they call an orangutan, and you're more of a silverback. No, still per- no, that's no. Still that's just like light skin and dark skin, but no. you're still black. No, I'm. I am. The turtle with his mask off. No, no, There's a difference. no. Turtles, you're not a turtle. <laughs> you're a gorilla, and it's okay. Have you seen your knuckles? Yes. Yes. You look like you've been dragging them bitches on sidewalks. That's why I'm sitting here and telling you that shit. And it's cool. It is cool, yeah. Once this interview is over, there's probably a buffet with your name on it, and it's probably like, I don't know, something, you got a tooth joke? Like, what, what else are we doing right now? Cause I'm, so... What are we doing? Back in the day, oh, here we I go. guess when you were a kid and you yawned, is that where they came up with Stonehenge? Oh, we're going to edit this part out probably. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not? No, oh, okay. not at all. Okay, okay, okay. I just um, see pillars. Hold up. Is that seven? Roman numerals? God I, damn. I, first off, <laughs> let's give a shout out to his shin bones. They the real MVPs on his body. Because if you see this nigga, he built like an upside down vase. <laughs> Big at the top, little at the bottom, old lobster build ass. Like nobody, nobody, if you see turns, the smallest thing on him is his shins. And I don't even know how these bitches is holding up. They they stronger than them uh beams in the 911 towers. You understand what I'm talking about? Nigga, God had to put an ACL on your gums to hold your teeth up. <laughs> we gotta get back to this fucking interview. <laughs> you built like Bobby Hill. What are you talking about? <laughs> Smoke, smoke it. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> oh, hey, you're like a fat ink pen. Like you 
It looked like 80 niggas put out cigarettes on the top of your head. (laughs) (laughs) If diabetes had a face. (laughs) Hey, look, nigga, I ain't got no change, man. Just leave me alone, all right? (laughs) I'm trying to do a show. (laughs) So, it's you. All right, all right, all right, all right. He's a Golden Corral All-Star. What, 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 what? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that was good. That nigga walking the Golden Corral, they be like, Terrence! <laughs> it's like cheers in that bitch. Oh, every, oh, nigga reference. I'm every, sorry. Everybody knows my name. Everybody knows your name. Damn. You think that T-Rex is missing his skull? Mm-hmm. But I know this hippopotamus <laughs> is missing this motherfucking water, buddy. I know that. All right. All right. So- <laughs> Some jokes bomb, people. Just because I'm a stand-up comic doesn't mean everything's going to land, okay? All right. So how did you uh, pivot with the new pandemic ordinances? Ah, oh, shit. COVID was a blessing. Because um, as weird as that sounds, um, it was because my original date, for me to do my show was May 23rd at Busboys and Poets right off in Brentwood. And um, the material that I was going to use at that time, um, not saying it was trash, but it was nowhere near as funny as what I ended up using for the album because I didn't really have to, like, I'm one of them types that I know I got a due date and I can, you can give me the assignment six months in advance. I won't start on it until two weeks before it's due. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's, it's fucked up, but it, but it always, I always end up making it work. So I really need to stop that. But when the pandemic happened and all my shows, cause I was booked, like you got to understand, I lost a lot of money when the pandemic hit because, um, I was on, not on tour, but I was getting booked in, in state and out of state. Mm-hmm. I was booked from February up until July of 2020. So, when the pandemic started, I think it was like February, March, I had 20 shows get canceled. All of them paid gigs. So it, it sat me down and it made me think about, okay, well, now that I'm forced here to look at myself and what's up with this quarantine, I'm going over my material and I'm like, yeah, this ain't, this don't sound right. This don't sound right. And then boom, it hit me. The theme hit me on what the album was going to be about. And then it was like, oh, shit. And it changed my whole perspective. It was a lot of jokes that got scrapped. A lot of jokes that are good. They're funny. I already know that they work. But <clears throat> what I wanted, how I wanted to theme it, nah. That's I, I, I'm not throwing you away. I'm going to just save you for something else. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, I'm going to tell you, but you're not going to get told on this special. So it gave me more time to like really put this together and not bullshit it. And it worked out for me. And, it, and you know, when y'all hear it, um, the album's supposed to be dropped in January. I'm looking at uh, January 2021, the first week. It will be on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. If you have Tidal, I'd rather you listen on Tidal because I get paid more on the shit. But it don't matter. I want y'all to just download it, spin it, get all, get it, get everything. What's but, the uh, name of it? Uh, I'm going through it now. The name of the album is going to be That Nigga Spitting. But I'm thinking about it. I don't, you know. Because I had a friend, one of my uh, white comedian friends from Kentucky, man. They support me all the time. And I bought some merch. I had some merch that I was selling that had my face on it. And then that nigga spitting. And he was like, do you want me to get beat up? And I was like, what do you mean? And I forgot he was white. And the name of the shirt was that nigga spitting. Mm-hmm. With my face on it. 
Yeah, I was like, yeah, I might need to change that. I, I don't just have, I don't just have a black audience. I'd be forgetting. I, I got m- multiple people and that's the goal. You know what I mean? I don't want to just relate to black people. I don't want to relate to just mainstream. I want all of it. You know what I'm saying? So I might change the name, not even might. The name of the album probably going to change by the time I'm done, you know, putting it all together. I just put that nigga spitting for the show title. Just, you know, just, just so I can sell merch and get people to come on out. You know what I mean? And, and enjoy the show and make them feel like they had something special because they are, you know what I mean? So that's how that pretty much worked out. So, um, I'm thinking about, uh, only me. Okay. I'm thinking about that. And it's a couple of other titles, but only me is sticking out the most. How, how is it performing with a bunch of people wearing masks and or face shields? <clears throat> nothing i wasn't an issue it was more when i was doing the online shows that was the one no i, I know that was before covid hit because you be spitting and shit oh oh <laughs> skidoo pal ladies and gentlemen that was not, that was another big t classic right there i'm going into his fridge to get me something to drink got another water got, got, no oh well that's dead uh <laughs> get this soda yeah <laughs> but um, um yeah nah uh Prior to what you said, Flipper, uh, it's um, it, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, once you got inside, most people took their mask off anyway. So, okay, you know, if he dies, he dies. That's how I looked at it. Not the, not the, not the Ivan Drago. Yeah, man. Hey, look, man. No refunds. Like you know, what I'm saying? Like, the money's spent. Like you know, what I'm saying the money is spent. Ain't nothing else you can do, man. I just the money spent. I try to keep it as COVID safe as possible, but the money spent. There's no refunds. You get sick, it's your fault. You shouldn't. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not trying to encourage people to you know go out and just do whatever, but you know what I'm saying just everyone's in control of their own destiny. So if that's what they decided to do. That's what they decided to do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, so I got a, I got a random question for you. All right. Who do you think, uh, was a funnier father, Peter Griffin or Homer Simpson? Mm. Mm. I want to go with Peter. Mm-hmm. I want to go with Peter, but Peter to me is nothing but Homer Simpson to the tenth power. You think that, so? That, that's yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Like I was, <clears throat> it's so many. Homer been out for so long, he got way too many classics that some of them shits is just redundant. You feel what I'm saying? Whereas though Peter, they got this, and then they go to a little, go to a little side side little jump. They even make fun of it, but the Homer, step away. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um. But but Homer man, I, he got hella cla- man. Look, I, the one that stands out the most is when they went into witness protection, when Sasha Bob was chasing them, mm-hmm. and they made them all change their name, and it got the Homer part. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what name they was gonna make them change it to. I want. I mean, we just gonna for example of the joke is gonna call Danny Brown. Like your name is Danny Brown, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, got it. So it was like, okay. How you doing, Mr. Brown? And then Homer wouldn't say nothing. Who's he talking to? You, Mr. Simpson. You, I'm talking to you. (laughs) We're changing your name to Mr. Brown now. So I'm going to say this, and then I want you to respond as Mr. Brown. He said, okay, got it. 
How are you doing, Mr. Brown? <laughs> Nothing. And then they, then the camera, then the scene changed, and everybody looked frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like they done been in there for four hours. <laughs> the, the guy down the Texas started smoking cigarettes. <laughs> he got his hands on the desk. <laughs> he said, "He said, and told him, I am going to stomp on your foot <laughs> when I need you to respond as Mr. Brown." And he said, how are you doing, Mr. Brown? Why does he keep stomping on me? Like, <laughs> he got on that dog. That bit is so damn funny. And it's so many more. I can't really sit there and say that Peter is better than Homer because technically he's a spawn of Homer. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a piece of him. I didn't say better. I said, who do you think is funnier? That's what I mean. Because funnier. Funny, be- funny wise, I mean... I, one one classic joke of Homer's that Kevin brings up is when them niggas uh, have like got capsized and they was on that boat and they end up uh, drifting onto that island and they seen a Krusty Burger and Homer kicked in the door and was like, give me 700 Krusty Burgers. And he was dead ass serious. He could bring out a mountain of burgers. He just started eating. He was like, can't talk. Eating. <laughs> yeah. He was just putting them jokes yeah, away. Putting them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, he didn't even pay for the jokes. Not even. Not even. He just started can't talk. Eating. I can't. I don't know, man. It's hard. I would, but honestly, probably Peter. You gonna take Peter over Homer? Funny. Man, this is not easy. Cause they 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 they, they both. I mean, I guess they they both broke the fourth wall. They both do crazy shit like when when Peter and Lois yeah when Peter and Lois was beefing um and that was like what season two or three and she was just like you know what are you gonna do about it? and he just popped off on her yeah, and yeah I was just like yeah, dog and they yeah, started wrecking like the whole yeah, family started, started wrecking yeah, yeah, and then they was yeah. all sitting in the room beat up like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm glad that, we finally got that out yeah 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 but he just I, I would go with Peter I would go with Peter Homer's the Homer's the goat Homer's the OG but I would definitely go with Peter just over the simple fact that he he's allowed to do what Homer wasn't in the beginning now Homer can do what he want but what are you talking about? Homer used to strangle Bart so hard that his eyes would bulge out of his head. Yeah, but he ain't he ain't strangle. He ain't beat the shit out of uh Marge? Yeah, no, nah, not at Oh, all. you mean domestic violence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because like, he was allowed to go even further. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. They was allowed to test that. Um They was allowed to uh they was allowed to go into muddier waters because of what the Simpsons, in my opinion, what the Simpsons, the foundation that the Simpsons laid out, that uh family guy was able to do what it do, which then led to other animated shows going even harder than what Family Guy do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for every Family Guy, there's an F is for family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, for every Simpsons, there's a goddamn Family Guy. You know? You know how that go. I mean, like, like I ain't gonna say most shows, like some uh, shows that started out as a comic strip and Turn into something else. I mean, Boondocks is a classic example of that. You know what I mean? So, to be honest with you, I couldn't really decide. Mm -hmm. I would have to base it on the whole show. But if I'm choosing right now, I'm I'm gonna go with Homer. And be honest with you, I don't really see any. 
Like, there's not going to be anything that I can sit here and debate with you 100% about that, uh, that'll make me go against why why you chose that, because I kind of agree with you. Yeah. But <clears throat> as far as edge goes and, and what the, what line they're willing to go across, Family Guy trumps, trumps that. I think so. They go a little harder. But that's the beauty about animated shows, man. They they allowed to cross a line that most shows can't. So, I mean, really, it, it begs to differ. Like, if Simpsons was allowed to cross that line, could you could you really say one was better than the other? No, you know what I'm saying? Because right really now, can't. because you you can't because it it it's it 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 is quantifiable, but it's like. It already happened. You can't right. change the past. Right, right, you know right, what I'm right, right, So right, right. this is this is what it is. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, the Simpsons been on so goddamn long, bro. Like they've been on thirty some odd years, bro. Like they've done everything. I think it's thirty. It's thirty some years, bro. I want to say it's thirty five, but I could be mistaken. <clears throat> nah, they came out like eighty eight. So I was four when the Simpsons came out. And I'm 36, so they're about 31, so 32 years 32 old. 32 going yeah. on 33. Yeah, 33 years. They been so what? What haven't they talked about? It's 33 years. Long as an animated TV show. South Park made a joke, uh, a show about that when they kept saying Simpsons did it. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. now that show. Now, if we talking about animated shows, South Park. South South Park South, is, is is in a class of their own. Ain't nobody South, fucking with South, South Park. Park. South Park is still funny now. Did you watch the pandemic special? South Park is the Dave Chappelle of animated shows. Boy. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Slim. Yeah. <laughs> I got hell yeah. Hell of a yes. Yeah. The best not best comparison. Yes. South Park. South Park came out when I was in seventh grade. I was 13. It came out... I was 13. 97. I think about 96, 97. It came out 96. Right. Yeah. I was yeah, my seventh grade year uh, in middle school. I, I, I was just about to turn 13. And South Park came out. And I kept trying to figure out what everybody was talking about in school. My teacher was hip to it. Alan was hip to it. You know what I'm saying? People, I was close. And I'm like, South Park. And then I finally watched it. And when you look at early South Park episodes now, you'd be like, man, that shit was some trash or that shit wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. But for for that for that time frame, oh, they was wilding. Compared to what they doing now, oh my God. South Park be having me weak, bruh. Yeah. Weak. Temp- Timmy. A lot of that stuff. My, my man is Jimmy. Jimmy wants to be a stand-up comic, but he got cerebral palsy. Yeah. So technically, he can't really stand up. And then he got a stutter. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot, a lot of that stuff was just it. It, it went way too left for me. What? But, South Park? Yeah, like, like when when uh, what was it? What season what? you stopped watching it? Because I'm telling I, you, I if you didn't get into the Tegarty Farms era of no, South Park, no, I, I'm not saying that I stopped watching it. <clears throat> I, I was like, I used to be on the shit every Wednesday when it used to come out. Oh, okay. I'm not. I like I watch it when you I see it. I see a clip of it on Facebook and it'll make me go and watch the episode. But I don't <clears throat> I don't check for it on the regular. Right, right. But right, what right. I'm saying, like when they was just doing stuff, like when when Butters was uh, like tasting his own semen and shit like that. Hilarious. Like, like, but I get you. Yeah, yeah that like, to, I was just like. But did you see the episode when it, when Butters uh, accidentally fell into pimping? Yeah. Man, now South Park, like I said, it's 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 an animal. It's one of them things you can't 
there's no strategy for it. Like, None whatsoever. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what drugs or what preparation they do to make this shit, but they do a hell of a job. Yeah, and they do it. They do the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It, it, they champion they shit. So, I don't know. I, 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 shit was dope, man. Shit was dope. I, I, yeah, I, I got nothing on that, man. That, the South Park is the shit. The Simpsons is the standard, and Family Guy is... Family Guy's right there, one B, one B, yeah, one <laughs> B. Everybody else, they gotta, they they gotta bow down to these guys right there. South Park, Family Guy, and The Simpsons. All right, I got, I got another one for you. All right, um, sitting here thinking about it. Um, who do you think is funnier, Dio Hughley or Steve Harvey? You know, I do plan on meeting these guys <laughs> at some point in my life. Um. All I did was ask a question. It all depends, man. Be honest with you. Funny is funny. It's not about who's better to me. I, I didn't. I, you know what? Let me give you, I'm not even going to give you no political that. answer. I Put didn't like say this. that. I asked you, uh, who do you think when, is when I watch When I watch Kings of Comedy, <laughs> when I watch Kings of Comedy, I'm not going to lie like I, I don't fast forward do DL Park. And it's not because it's not funny. It's just because of that lineup. Everybody know you want to get to Bernie as fast as possible. You said you do fast forward or you yeah, don't? Yeah, fast forward. Okay. I've watched it several times. So, so I know DL's performance and I know the jokes. The jokes are funny. Funny. He did his thing. But I'm here for Sid and Bernie. You dig what I'm saying? I'm here for these two. Steve was the host. Steve is good at hosting. Steve is great at hosting. Steve is great at stand-up. DL is great at stand-up. In order to understand DL, you got to, you got, you don't have to be smart. You just got to be fucking uh, cognizant of reality because that's what he does. He talks about his rea- He talks about the reality and your place in it and where we are as a nation. Like he's, he's, he's telling the truth and just happens to be funny telling it. That's all it is. So no, I respect DL heavily because his last special, um, it begins with a C. I'm trying to think of the word, but um, it was a big SAT word. But I, at the end of the day, when I listen to that shit, contrarian, funny as shit. And when I say that, and people look at me all the time, be like, damn, that's your, I mean, DL? Like, everybody just be looking at DL like DL really some shit. It's like, he's not. Nigga's funny. But Kings of Comedy, man. That, 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 when you look at that lineup, you everybody fast forward DL's part. That's nothing against DL. DL is a legend. DL is a genius. Again, contrarian, dope. Every special he had, dope. Shit, one of my favorite episodes was when Will tried to do stand up and DL was his best friend and had to save him because he was getting booed off stage and then started jumping on everybody's mama in the crowd, like killing him. But, you know, if you comparing Steve and DL, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose DL, but. I, when I see Steve now, I be forgetting he do stand up. So all I'm thinking about is Family Feud and Show You Love. You know what I mean? Apollo shit, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I don't. I be forgetting Steve do stand up from time to time because he hosts so much and does it so goddamn well. Like I haven't heard him do stand up, but the, I'm lying because the uh, I ain't done yet. Uh, uh, oh, he ain't finished with me yet. Steve Harvey did that <clears throat> when he decided not to cuss no more. But he that tried. was that was. That was uh, the show that he did at a church when he had on that blue diamond suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't finished with me yet. That was one of the last specials I watched. The Steves. That that wasn't that wasn't him. That was funny. Trying not to cuss. He couldn't cuss because he was performing at a church. But he killed it. Yeah, I'm not saying killed the show it. wasn't good. Killed it. 
and he showed me that doing clean shows ain't bad. You know what I mean? But I don't. I, oh, it opens up doors for you to <clears> take all it way. anyway. Yeah, look yeah. at look at Kev on stage. You know what I'm saying? Look at Sinbad. I mean, let's 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 talk about that goat. You know what I'm saying? Like that man don't cuss yeah. on stage, but off stage is a motherfucking pirate. You know what I'm saying? Had the fortunes of meeting that guy. You know what I'm saying? I but, didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. That's 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 interesting. I I had a I want to say a vision. I always thought a dope movie would be... You said speaking on porn? or You said what? An adult movie? What kind? I said I always thought a dope A dope? And adult sounded like people. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, A dope movie idea I'm gonna watch would porn be tonight. a bunch of comedians sitting <clears throat> at a table just having a conversation, talking shit. And um, like uh, every, you know what I'm saying... I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever, they would, you know what I'm saying? Like you would see a scene after them having a conversation, like that comic would do a set. You know what I'm saying? I said, DL would be in it. Sinbad. Uh, Charlie, Mur- I said Charlie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Eddie Griffin. Chris Rock. Hmm. Now, those are some of the people that you know what I'm saying? I I would consider a top five, top ten, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to put people in there that were alive. Gotcha. Because if, if it was people that, you know what I'm saying, that weren't alive. It'll be a I, bigger day. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. be uh, Robin Harris. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, Red Fox would have been in it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that cause, because they're, people are... To me, at their phoniest, when they're the <laughs> most authentic. And them just talking shit, I think that shit would just be dope. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, to- but you'd be, <clears throat> you be surprised, man, because, you know, being in that scene and just, like, sitting back and, and really chilling, like, most of the time, man, we don't be really talking about shit. Like, when, when, we, when, when, when a bunch of real, like, when a bunch of comics are around each other, and they're friends. See, that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? You got to actually have a relationship with motherfuckers to really get what you're trying to get out of them or what you would put in that movie. These people would genuinely have to have a, a, a real kind of relationship or at least a level of respect for each other that whatever's being said or none of that shit's feeling forced. Like they're forcing themselves to act nice in front of them yeah, or, or that shit. Like they were all of them would have that. So, you know what I mean? Um, we do that now. Like, you know what I'm saying? We do that now. And, and, and when it's natural and it's and it's and it's and it's not forced, then you get you get gold. Like man, shit. I the best example I got is like right before the Rona hit. Man, you couldn't tell me shit at the beginning of the year. Everything was looking up roses, nigga. I went I went and uh saw Bone Thugs and was chilling backstage with them. Got the cool with them, and then um right after that, Carlos Miller came in town at the DC Improv, and uh, one of my good men from Georgia. Just happens to know Carlos, and he was in town. Uh, my, one of my good comedian friends, my man Marlon Ballard, he was in town doing a show, and was like, "Hey man," I said, "Hey Carlos, gonna be in town, man, on this date." He said, "Oh yeah, well then, fuck it, nigga, we going to the show. I'm about to call Carlos now and tell him we on the list." So, damn, it was like like that, that quick. Next thing you know, I'm sitting backstage in the green room at the DC Improv, like I have a couple of times at this particular point, and Carlos come in to jump. And you can act starstruck or whatever and be like, oh shit, this motherfucker right in front of me. You know what I'm saying? But 
he was cool as shit. And he was a real one. I had my own weed, so I'm rolling up. And he look at me. He had his own J. He rolling up, getting himself together. Whoop, whoop. He smoked. And then he looked at me. He was like, what you smoking on? I said, some good shit. Passed him the doobie. Mm-hmm. He started hitting it. And the next thing you know, we and this motherfucker talking like we done known each other for 10 motherfucking years. You know what I'm saying? And you don't get that with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just a natural thing. So it's like when I, after that, now you can look on my IG at Watts Comedy. You can look on my IG and you'll see right on the highlights where that, that, that same night happening. And we had a whole back and forth that was recorded and was hilarious that me and Carlos got. And nobody could take that away from me. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody take that. So when you really naturally just, it's not forced and you're cooling with it, then you'll get the moments that you're talking about. Which is with us, which is on my highlight in my uh, in my IG story with Carlos. You'll get them kind of moments, all because you're around the right people and you're surrounding yourself with with good energy. You know what I'm saying? And 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 good people. So putting putting every comic in the room, you're not gonna get that because there's a lot of people that don't fuck with each other. There's a lot of people that smile in your face over here, but behind your back tell you they some shit. I've seen it. I've seen it. That I've seen it, and I've I've had to like put a lot of motherfuckers in in, in check. You know what I'm saying? Because if you speak about any of my minds, I'm going to say something. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of them guys that be like, oh, for real? And then go back to the other motherfucker and be like, oh, word? And then just don't say shit. I'm like, no, nah, I fuck with you, bro. I fuck with you in front of you and I fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not behind you, but you know what I'm saying? I fuck mm-hmm. with you. So I'm not going to let nobody say no shit about you, but if they have a point, I'm going to make sure that I let you know what their point was. You know what I'm saying? And be like, hey, look, what you call it don't like you, and then this is why. Check that shit, but I damn sure didn't let them talk about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I would hope that someone would do the same thing for you. Yeah. I would hope that that would happen in that manner, man. So it's like I told everybody, man, when it comes to comedy, yeah, it's good to have friendships and relationships, but at the end of the day, this is single man competition. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's Team Watts. So if you ain't on my team, then I don't fuck with you. You know what I mean? Or I'm looking at you suspicious until you. So you give me a reason to let you in. You know what I mean? Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. I, I keep to myself. I keep to, I keep to myself mm-hmm. 97% of the time. Or I keep to myself and the niggas I'm around. Unless I have a real relationship with you already. And then you're good. But other than that, I'll be that nigga in the corner by himself enjoying the comedy. Until it's my turn to burn the stage up. And then once I burn it, now you on my dick. Now you want to introduce yourself and be like, oh, hey, man, hey, look, man, you killed it. What's going on, man? I'm such and such. Whoop de whoop the block. Take my number and blah, 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 blah. Now we over here with it. Now, okay, cool. I'm, I don't mind that. But I know where you are now. We're just business. And I'm cool with that. But if you would have came up, hey, man, I'm such and such like like Los did and like everybody else. And didn't even matter what your status was. You just wanted to talk to a motherfucker and introduce yourself. And I reach, you know. Then yeah, I don't mind building from there and going from you know living up that. But your movie idea is dope. But do you know when you pick your people? If you was gonna pick your people, just make sure that they all fuck with each oh, other. Oh, this this it's hypothetical, but this this ain't gonna happen. I, I, I the reason why I'm dope. telling the reason why I'm telling you that because it might it might can like you you what see what you're doing right now you don't even realize that we manifesting right now. We're manifesting something. You sitting there putting some shit out there that actually makes fucking sense. That would be dope. And if you take yourself serious, like I'm taking it and talking about, Hey, just get the right people involved. Get the right group of people and you'll get what you're looking for. 
We could do that. And they just all happen to be killers on the stage. Yes, we can do that. We can get that documentary done. The shit can get done. You know, people, I know all the people you need to know to get the shit done. So don't ever say this ain't going to happen because this shit could definitely happen. And you could definitely direct this shit. Theoretically, it can happen. It's not no theory. That's the point I'm trying to make to you. It can happen. It can happen. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. It can happen way easier than you think. All right. Not not to sound pessimistic or nothing like that. Right? I'm gonna look that word up. Go ahead. <laughs> but only way I see that happening if if I was Tyler Perry, you built like Medea. But no, I think it won't happen that way. I think you don't have to do that. I think because you, you don't. Who's the talent you're looking for? Who has the pool to make? I'm. Who uh, are you I, looking what, for? This this is what I'm saying. I said those specific names because those are the people. I find hilarious. All I'm not right. saying that I'm not saying that um you know this comic here isn't funny and the fact that I didn't um mention any female comics isn't you know a slight to female comics Man, because there are tripping. plenty there are plenty of funny ones that I that I find Super funny. Sam J is funny, Sean oh, Wayne's is funny. Yeah. Ty yeah. Davis is funny. Uh some more is funny. Um I'm trying to think of Amy um, Wong, Dominique maybe. from uh, Dominique from Southeast. Yeah, yeah, she's, man, funny she's hilarious. You man. know what I'm saying? She's good uh, peoples, man. There's, there's, uh, there's a couple that I'm, uh, I'm forgetting. Um, Precious Hall is funny. Mm-hmm. She funny as shit. Uh, but I can go on. But those people, and I, I'm not trying to be chauvinistic at all. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I, I see that in my mind. Like that would be a dope ass setting. Now, if it was a different atmosphere or a different setting, like earlier, you know what I'm saying, in our lives, I could see that happening. But the way that, you know what I'm saying, the system is set up when it comes to entertainment, it's kind of hard to put these people together unless you have a certain amount of power, a certain amount of pull. I, so, it, I, but, so, but to the adage, not to cut you off, but to the adage, all you're saying is just, it's, it's who you know. It's all about who you know. It ain't got nothing to, you don't have to have a certain amount of pull, bro. It's all about who you know and the relationships that you have with these people. You know what I'm saying? So you got to ask yourself, okay, what story are you really trying to tell? You know you're going to get some stand-up out of it, but what story are you trying to tell? What's the point of the story? Where's the arc of it? And then once you got that, let's see what synergy we can do. Let's see if we can get three male comics, three female comics that you feel are hilarious and then put them in a room with certain questions. It's like you're doing with this podcast here. You've already got the questions. Now you're hearing their opinions on these jumps. You feel me? And you're hearing their opinions. And then once you hear their opinions, then you cut to them doing their set. Each one. However you want to go about it. Yes. And then that's how you do your document. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be scripted. It's not scripted. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is them just being them. They could talk about any fucking thing. It doesn't have to be, and I'm not saying that they specifically have to talk about comedy. But what I'm saying is this is just five people or whoever sitting in the room having a conversation in my mind and they just doing them. They talking about whatever. And But like I said, I, that I've goes seen- with how close that these particular people are. In general, the relationship that they have that's, with each other that, in general. That, that's what I'm saying theoretically because I don't know how close these people are with each other. I know that I know that uh, 
Dave Chappelle and Eddie Murphy have a relationship. Mm-hmm. I know that Sinbad has a, a relationship with a, a D.L. Hughley. And, but they all got relationships with each other, so you can see it. Yeah, but but but, these, but but you don't you don't see these people hanging around. I'm not saying that they don't, mm-hmm. but you don't see these like if that was the case. Then these people that I have in my mind, they probably would have toured together. They probably would have collabed, not just, you know what I'm saying, uh, showing up at the same spot and clicking on meeting at the same party. You know what I'm saying? So like I said. But each one, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but I get an example on how, on what, what you mean by that. And it happened. So for example, um, when Chappelle got back on the road, you know, Chris opened. Like they had a, they had a plan on both of them doing a double headlining jump. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And they did it. Uh, they did it a couple times when he did the, uh, uh, John up in New York, um, uh, at, at the uh, Radio City Music Hall, if I'm correct. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember that. Um, same thing with, uh, uh, DL and, and, and them. They all done shared the stage at some point with each other. Yeah. So they got those kind of experiences, you know what I'm saying? So the, you, it's like you sitting motherfuckers in the living room and just letting them watch TV and then whoever the first one to come up with the, the, that breaks the ice and says something. Now you're recording that whole idea in the conversation, right? Oh, now that you're recording that whole idea in the conversation. So, I mean, I get what you're saying on that, but it'll probably be, you. it, it won't be scripted in a sense because all you're doing is just asking, you're just throwing it out there because other than that, niggas got shit to do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody successful got time to just be sitting somewhere talking you, to niggas. You, you saying from a producer standpoint, like... Maybe. You know what That's I'm where my head at. You talk, you're talking about how would it be structured. In a, I mean, in a, the, when I'm, the whole point of it is the movie, it can happen. That was the whole thing I was saying. That's all I was stressing to you. You saying theoretically it won't. What I'm saying is, nigga, we kind of manifesting this shit right now. And whether you realize it or not, this shit is getting... It's, it's, the, the plan is getting put, in, put out in the universe as we speak. So now... I, I'm over on my brain, literally in the middle of this whole interview. My brain is thinking like, well, who would, who would be in the meeting? Who, would, who are people that I know personally from this area, from Baltimore, from Atlanta, from New York that I, that I fuck with, that I vibe with, that if me and Terrence, you know what I'm saying, really put this shit together, who would be in the room that I can, and I'm, th- I'm literally thinking of this, you know what I'm saying? In my head right now of, of people that I'm personally cool with and i know who they cool with mm-hmm. and we and all that and we can you can get the reaction that you're looking for but you also got to find them funny too so that's another thing you well, know it's, it's not it's not just me no no the it, world I, no the, the world but, has to find them funny but to be honest with you you know what i'm saying but to be honest with you if i'm bringing them out i just and i maybe maybe i'm tooting my own horn on this maybe i'm just being a little bit you know uh, facetious on this end maybe i hope i'm using that word right but i i think i know i think i'm good at picking who's funny and who's not not because I'm a stand-up, but because I just genuinely love to laugh. So, you know what I'm saying? Did I use the word right? I didn't, didn't But, <laughs> but um, you know, Ecclesiastes, PG County Public Schools. <laughs> but, but, you can, but, you can but, tell what a nigga Oh, damn, we, we, we talking. <laughs> but, um, but uh, like I said, the, the long story short of it, I'm not. I'm not selling that idea short. And Don't. That's I think and that's, and that's something we can build on. And that's something. That's I think that's something, something we can, that can talk about on, later. Man. Yeah, I, we gonna I, talk about that I, later. I, I see you. I see you keep uh, checking your uh, phone over there. Yeah, you know? dog. I, I didn't even realize what was going on. Your, P, I, your PO hitting you? I'm a PO. <laughs> I don't got no PO. All right, all right. I'm a. Um, I'm a. I'm a. Uh, 
I'm gonna wrap it up. I, I just thought of one more question, and I'm gonna cut you loose. All right, what's up? Um, what do you think was funnier, Harlem Nights or Coming to America? Harlem Nights. Okay. <laughs> there, was, there was no debate. None that. whatsoever to me. Harlem Nights. Okay. A Harlem lot, Nights. A lot of people would beg different. Yeah, I know they would. It's yeah. the Coming to America is the most popular answer. But if you really want to talk about comedy and, and, and looking at the genius in that shit, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's goddamn Harlem Nights, man. I take I take Harlem Nights over coming to America. I and I, I don't I don't know if it was the, the star power. I mean, the movie couldn't have got done without those people being in. Facts. You know what I'm saying. Facts. So that's one thing. To that, me, Della Reese stole the show. Della Reese stole the show. Yeah, Della Reese she, stole the she, show in that she movie. Fucked him up. That's what made that's what made the Actually, shit so fun. Della Reese, and then goddamn, one of my favorite scenes, one of America's favorite scenes, and Harlem Nights is when they was over there shooting that quick man. at the store, and it's, they shooting with the whole machine gun, and then man come with the little pow. <laughs> stop shooting that little ass gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he killed Johnny. He killed Johnny. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, man. I didn't see you right there. <laughs> that shit. That shit was funny, man. To me, um, Eddie Murphy, um, as a youth, like that motherfucker just that nigga had a direct line to my funny bone, man. And that much, like the the shit. First of all, Harlem Nights got me some ass. All right, that's off me showing it on the, on the first date. Like she said, she never seen Harlem Nights. She she was like, I, I heard people talk about it. I see clips. From, I was like, you ain't never. All right, we gonna watch it. I literally bought that shit on Amazon Prime. Watched the whole jump. Gok gok, all that good stuff. So, but you know what I'm saying? Gok gok means head, y'all. <laughs> he got head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the motherfucker joke was was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But the head was. Uh, we talking about the movie? You keep fucking me up. You can stop talking. All right, <laughs> my bad. Go ahead. No. <laughs> the movie is awesome. If you haven't seen it, uh, this is my first time mentioning it on the podcast. But Eddie Murphy's career, um, especially starting out, everything he did. Before 2000, to me, was just like, you know what I'm saying? Trading places, man. 48 hours, man. Uh, Goddamn. Motherfucking uh, Golden Child. Delirious. Fucking Raw. All uh, All of that shit. Well, the first two Beverly Hills Cop. Three. Nah. uh, Three was funny, but it was like. Nigga again? No. It it wasn't. I ain't gonna say nigga again. It was like. It was like. um, It was like the writing was off. Nigga again. This you know is to me saying? like come so, on. Man, come on. I mean you can say the same thing about bad boys for life. Don't, don't. Nah, nah. Uh-uh. No. 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 Mm-mm. No. You don't you don't think it was forced? No, I don't. You I think don't it was think? good. I think I think it was good. I it, think... it, it, it got me emotion because I thought they killed my man early in the game. Yeah. I thought they got my man together early in the game. And then on top of that, Martin was fat. And he did no, 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 no. That joke was actually good. That was actually a, 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 a great follow up for a movie that they ain't put out. For, like, if they if they end the series, that's a, that's a, a great way to not end tarnish it. the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, the way they did it, they kind of left they, it open they, for something. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? 
But they ain't gonna. I don't think they'll do it with that character. I think the franchise itself. I don't know. Like I said, it, it got to make sense. At the end of the day, it got to make sense. But I think Barnett, Marcus Barnett, and, and my nigga Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Lowry. I think they're done. I think they're just where they are. You know what I'm saying? And they're they, a classic they, duo in this. They show. should have been made lieutenants and not have to leave those shops and let a, a younger generation take over. In my opinion, but I mean, yeah, you're right. But I think, and I think that's probably what's going to happen if, if they decide to go a little further with that. If they decide to do it, then yeah. But uh, if not, then how I they think, ended it? I think they'll make cameos in the new movie, but it won't be about them. Yeah, and I, and and that's what's better. And yeah. That's what I think that would do it better. But man, did we just jump way off subject? Did we? How we get the bad boys? How did no, we get the bad we, boys? We mentioned we went, that. We, we went from Della Reese to motherfucking Will Smith. It was in reference to the, to right, the point right, I was right, making. Right. But, 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 yeah, okay. So you asked me what, originally what was funny, a Harlem Nights so coming to America. I said Harlem Nights. Well, you got another one? You got another, qu- got another question like that? Another question like, like that? that? Yeah. No. Okay, no. cool. Okay. Nah, I wasn't you, rushing. You, I was like, now nah, I want to know. I want to do another one. What's funny? <laughs> like, what, what? Shit. I got that on. Okay. I understand. Yeah, I got one. I got, I got a little more in me. Nah. I, um, I, 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 I don't think I have one um, off the top of my head that I can think of. But... Uh, that I think that that's suitable for this particular conversation. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how was this interview so far with you? As, as far as this, 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 did you learn anything new? Did you learn anything pr- uh, about my perspective in dealing with comedy from this? Because I'm, I'm telling you, it's a lot going on in my brain, and mm-hmm. I, I be thinking I'm on subject, and then I go right around here, and then I come right back. Then I go right around here again, come right back. Sometimes I be feeling like I be trailing off. Then I come right back. How did you feel? Did you catch everything I said? Yeah, I caught everything you said. Did you understand it? Yeah. Okay. I I grasped everything you said. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Oh, all right. See, that's see. I don't know what that means. You don't know what that means. You grasped everything I said. Yeah. That a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you you want me to rate. You no, rate. not compared to your others. No, no, no. You, oh. want, you want me to rate your your just, your you response? Just want to make sure you you got like you got the answers you was looking for. Not not saying that I was trying to do that, but I was just want to make sure that you know I was coherent that you can that you can understand what I'm saying because sometimes I just be talking. Can I? Can I? Can I? Be like right now, I'm just talking a whole lot. Can I, not even can letting I, you say nothing. Yeah, I ain't even trying to let you say nothing. At this point, I just turned it into a bit. So now I'm just gonna keep talking just for the sake of talking. <laughs> now nah, we'll go ahead. What you want to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say you, you. If you're looking for a uh, interviewee uh, rating, a little long winded. There we go. But other than that, I mean, you know, there we go. Long winded. There we go. All right. Saying? See, that's what I'm looking for. I, mean, I got to work on that. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You know, I and actually, fuck you. In, but thank no, you. In my mind, I, I was like, in my mind, I was going to hit the. Hit the light. light? Yeah, like... Oh! Like, oh. <laughs> like we got segments here. <laughs> <laughs> but you... <laughs> <laughs> the wrap it up box! Yeah. Can I be real with you? It'd be a, like a little alert going off in my head. Like, hey, shut up, nigga. Shut up, nigga. Like, you're over-talking, over-talking. I'm like, am I? Well, it, you know how long it's going to take for that message to get from the back of your head to the front, nigga? That's... <laughs> <laughs> that nigga get tired and be like, shit. 
I'm only a quarter away there. It was three hours ago. <laughs> Boy, that that literally sounds like how you how you put on a belt. <laughs> how you put on a belt. <laughs> I'm halfway there, and I still got more to go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a dope ass interview. Um, <laughs> Uh, I finally made it to I can't make this up. This nigga had my whole family on here before I got on here. So I'm I'm feeling good now. The block is complete. Wow, he really aired his uh grievances? Yes. Yes, yes. I am a grievances out. I definitely am a grievances out. Wow. I definitely aired it out. Definitely said something. (laughs) 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 But seriously though, man, I appreciate you, man. Real real talk. I really do. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for finally motherfucking just saying fuck it and, and and really betting on yourself and this shit is about to take off for you. I promise it is, man. And and continue doing what you what you continue just being the fuck you, bro. Don't ever change for no motherfucking body. You haven't, but just still, just don't. And you know, I always got your back. So like you said, how can I be anybody but myself? Facts. You know what I'm saying? A lot, Facts. People, a lot of people don't understand that or go value that uh part of themselves and they walk around you know basically with no identity it's just trying to adapt right 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 i don't know hey look i uh i told a couple people that you was gonna be on Uh uh-huh and uh somebody that that fucks with you heavy sent me something right oh shit um on ig okay uh, somebody named Nita. Nita. Let me see. What's the name on it? Oh, National Dentist Association. Oh. <laughs> what, is, what is this? <laughs> Dear Mr. Big T. <laughs> Due to litigation, we cannot make direct contact. Mr. Dwayne Watts. It's come to our attention that every one of your tooth cleaners have been taking 24-hour shifts on the top row of your mouth. You have retired three dentists in the past three months. We can no longer serve you, seeing as though the stress and the amount of manpower that you're taking up this is this is this is mean. Yeah, yeah. This this is mean. Disrespectful. <clears throat> In order to prevent any further problems, we would like to refer you to the paleontology department at the National History Museum. Oh wow! For any further work, mm. they also would like to offer you a wow. That's a gift card link. I'm gonna forward this to you. Do that. It's it's a gift card link to. Tonka? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. My, my phone. Apparently, apparently, they uh, mm-hmm. they make the tools that that's strong enough to clean your teeth, man. That's that's dope. Hey, look. I don't think that you should. Excuse me. One second. I don't think that you should. Mm-hmm. You should pass this up, man. I'm not. I'm not. It sounds good. Going to jail. One, one second. Hello. I told you I'm on the interview. I'm telling you, I will 
tell him. Give me one second, I'll tell him. But I'm, I will call you back when I'm done. Okay. <clears throat> that was your wife beaters. All of them. And they said they can't no more. Mm-hmm. It hurts um, when you put them on. Mm-hmm. And it hurts even more when you try to take them off. Because apparently you expand during the daytime. I don't know. Anything about that, that's their complaints. It's not my problem. I don't even know how they got my number. But that's all good, though. It's all good. I'm not worried about it. Whoever the NDA is and all of them, tell them that's cool. Um, I'm okay with my teeth and how they get clean. They want to send me to a museum where the dinosaurs get their teeth clean. Great. Fuck it. It works. With that being said, uh, high blood pressure. How long is this? <laughs> HPB. <laughs> HPB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. HBP. How, how long we got left, man? Oh man, we, this is it. This All right, is man. With this, goddamn it, wrap it up. I know that um, the train's about to cut off, and you gotta go. Yeah, exactly. So it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, man. I'm getting my shit together. Hey, Fuck you. Hey, look. <laughs> Look, I know that the good the good garbage is almost gone behind the Seven Eleven. So you know you gotta get you right get oh. your get your dinner before before Chuck beats you. <laughs> All right, Chocolate Cartman. I see you. When we... <laughs> he said chocolate Cartman. <laughs> oh shit! Hey man, this shit was dope. I can't make this up. Please tune into my brother podcast, man. Thank you for bringing me on, bro. I love you. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you at? Man, definitely you can find me on Facebook, D-W-A-I-N-W-A-T-T-S, Dwayne Watts. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at Watts Comedy, W-A-T-T-S-C-O-M-E-D-Y. And if you're on Twitter, Laugh A Lot Watts, man. There you go. Hey, man, thank you for coming by. Man, thank you for having me, bro. dope interview. Um, I actually had some more installed but due to time constraints we had to save it for the next time all right ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed this uh interview it's, it's actually just been good catching up with this brother of mine's and you know as usual i'm your host the land over legend aka big t and this is the i can't make this up podcast i can't with a k make this up you can find me everywhere podcasts are available Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I can't make this up podcast. All right. Just appreciate you tuning in, sticking by. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and, uh, you know, pass this along because I know y'all going to enjoy this content. And if you don't, hey, man, tell me why you didn't and um, send me the comment or, you know what I'm saying, make a comment, send me a message, and I'll, you know, I'll take it for what it is and, um, you know, find you and do something bad. All right, he'll kill you. He will kill you. <laughs> and guess what? Big T, that's my man. And the T stands for titties. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take Bye, care. man. Take it easy. <laughs>